What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus, and you're in the desert storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy in the whole effing show, also known as the CEO Niggero of Fixes Binds LLC. I'm the unbinder, the undebatable, the undisputed best edutainment here on YouTube. I am also known as Senor Gregorio Greybeard, also known as Mr. No Trabajo himself. The ladies love to call me Mr. Third Leg Greg. Your third leg was just phenomenal. I know, I know. I'm also the Black Professor X, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate of Confucius, the Black Moses, the Deliverer, also known as the man that walks in the spirit of Elijah. And you can also call me CGA. That is C God Allah, and I be the 10 time demonetized champion of YouTube. Canceled on every platform at some particular point. But the show must go on. One monkey don't stop the show. We got a great show for you lined up today. We got several stories of women dodging accountability like a mother sucker and showing you that manipulation by men is almost inevitably illegal. Illegal. You can get sued. For manipulating women. In one story, we have a woman that claims that a Giga Chad love bombed her on a dating app, specifically hinged, and milked her and bilked her out of $70,000. And she's suing this ninja, taking his ass to court. Of course, she went to the people's court first, the court of public opinion. We got her out here getting finessed. Isn't it interesting when when women get finessed out of money, they want to sue you. When 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 women finesse you out of money, it's part of the game. Interesting story there. We got a college basketball player, current college basketball player, who is suing her university and her former head coach after she got her cheeks clapped by an assistant coach on the basketball team. We'll take you to that story. And she's claiming she's a victim after volunteering as an adult to get her cheeks clapped and being slut-shamed. We got that coming up. We got a woman that says she opened up her marriage and now she is a, I can't remember what it's called here. Let me see what I can get the, the, the definition. The ethical slut. Yes, the ethical slut. A woman that is in a marriage opened her marriage up so she can engage in ethical non-monogamy. All right, with her husband. Yes, or cuckery as we call it over here. We got that and much, much more. We also have a judge that found out he has several sons. By a woman he's been married to for 50 years, and he found out that his sons have different baby daddies. We got that coming up right here, man, I'll tell you. And two different baby daddies other than him. I'm the pappy. I'm not the pappy. All right, boy, I tell you, man, with stories like this, it's going to be hard for me to not find content in the future. So I would like to let you know, man, to contribute to today's show, hit the like button, first of all, and... To contribute to today's show, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And yes, you can super chat on the notorious CGA new, channel. New, 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 new you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. We got a lot of mess going on here, but let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. 
And then we'll get into, yes, we're going to get into what date is. You know what? Before we get into what date is, I'll allow people to file in because we got to let y'all ninjas know it is Tuesday and it is time to get you a gordita on a Tuesday. Get your gordita smash on. As a matter of fact, I got some fantastic gorditas today for you. Oh, my goodness. Take a look at this gordita. Oh, my goodness. The chalupa. Oh, my goodness. The torta. Oh, my goodness. Hello, senorita. Oh, drop it. Like, look at that fanny. That's a Fannie Willis. Oh, my goodness. That thing got its own zip code. My gosh. What a toot. Drop it on me, baby. Look at that face. Look at that chin. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and she has a, he a, she a Dallas Cowgirls fan, too. Very typical of the Dallas Cowgirl and the the the, the uh, senorita in, in behind her got a wide load too. Woo! Yes, she dropping it. Imagine her dropping it on you like this, brother boy. You better she gonna break your dick bone. I'll tell you that right now. Gordita, oh, she was serious with it. Oh, woo wee! Woo! You see that? Oh man, that's a lot of humanity. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, boy, I tell you, and she can get bigger than that. She can get bigger than that. Let me at her. Oh, that's nice. Let me at her. How's she going to get up? How's she going to get up? Man, I'm going to tell you, brothers, it's tough. Let's take you to the Dominican Republic and get you a gordita right here. You might not even notice this gordita. Take a look at this. Uh, somebody's getting hemmed up and looks like the Dominican Republic. But uh, let me see what's going on and wait. Oh, the what in the world? I can't even understand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What in the hell is that? Oh, the All right, that cop holding. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Look at what the hell is going on here. Is that the Dominican? All right, what is this? BBL on the Policia, La Policia. What is going on? Look at this. Where is it at? Let me at her. All right, let me at her. Where the nasty boy? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What the hell? Oh, that's nasty. There's got to be some protocol here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what in the hell is this cop doing being a cop? Look at that. Yikes. Wowzers. Holy moly. <laughs> Oh, what the hell? Not a BBL on a cop. Not a BBL on a policia. La policia. Oh, look at that thing. That diaper full. That diaper is full. Passport bros taking off as we speak. They gone. (laughs) She thick. BBLs on police officers. That's a new low. It's doo-doo in there. All right, my mug is a little running hot here. There's <laughs> definitely doo-doo in there. Woof. Officer Dookie. <laughs> Officer Dookie. Oh, man, this is crazy, man. Boy, we got some great gorditas coming up. But let me show you what it's like on a Tuesday at CGA's house right here when I bring in Rosalinda and my gorditas. All right, we're going to show you right here. CGA on a Tuesday. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Where's my gorditas? Come senorita mamacita. Yeah, CGA on a Tuesday. Let's go. (laughs) 
It's time for enchiladas, for tacos, chimichangas. Oh, yes. Hey, El Guapo is in the building. My ninja is happy and showing teeth. Be happy for some gorditas on a Tuesday. Let's go. <laughs> Chocolate Uno. Yes, indeed. Chocolate. Let's go. Let me get my boots on. Ranchero Chocolate. Let's go. Ranchero Chocolate. He going to be filling up gorditas all night long. Yes, indeed. My man is out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. He's starving. He's starving. All right. Yes, indeed. That's me. <laughs> That's me, brothers. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's get on. We got some. We got more gorditas for you later on in the day show. Anyway. Anyway. That's what happens, ladies. Where are we at here? Earlier contributors to the day show. Albert Wesker says, uh, XX expect normies to simp but give Chad their life savings indeed. And Chad can literally say, she pays me, right? She pays me $70,000, giga Chad. Kevin, the software tester, I guess she learned nothing from the Tinder swindler. No, she wants, she wants nothing to do with it, but, but it does prove that giga Chad is the numero uno in the uh, hierarchy of the male. We actually did that uh, contest. We did a tournament. And Giga Chad is the hierarchy of the male. So he gets, you know, he's the king of the jungle. He gets to get what you can't get. So Tinder Swindler, women open up their bank accounts, especially that woman. She looking a little manly there. All right. Look a little manly. DJ said, coach spilled the beans last night about married men coming home. Happy had me dying. Married men definitely were upset. All right. Married men. Did any married men get in trouble last night? I actually have to throw y'all under the bus. All right. Because <laughs> y'all, I'm in a happy marriage, coach. All right. Okay. I had to throw your ass under the bus last night. All right. Your wife going to be looking at you suspicious when you come home. You'd be like, hi, honey. I missed you so much. You're the best. <laughs> With that pedussie on your smell on your lip. Yeah. Shout out to uh, AC says, by this logic, simps must sue all OnlyFans 304s, coach. I'm saying, like, what's criminal on the woman's side? Like, what can what can a woman do against a man that would be considered uh, a criminal offense? Not many. Jay Flo says, if you got finesse, just say that. Shout out to the illest of the realest. Coach Gang Yang for life. Shout out to you, brothers. The illest. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you. Daniel McGee says, good job on last night's show. Good egg. Good egg, Greg. Um, I don't have any good egg syrup, uh, material today. No good egg stuff. But thank you, brother Daniel. All right. I like to riff. All right. Edit's coming out pretty soon here. I got my, I got my employee of the month working today. All right. Which is my son. All right. So he got a job. What do we got here? Nathaniel. Nathaniel says, coach, does she even... Have a case. I remember my last relationship expenses, and I just had to let that ish go when she bounced. All men pay, but court time, when a woman does it, the price is wrong, for real. Shout out to you. Now, never in the history of a woman suing a man does having a case matter. In fact, we know that filing suit, and men typically aren't this frivolous. They're awesome frivolous, frivolous men. But men typically let it go. All right. Like, all right. 
It's just a financial loss. It's a financial calamity. Women, on the other hand, they don't. So they will bring frivolous lawsuits in the event, or they'll hire a lawyer in the event that you settle, right? Because most of the time, fighting a lawsuit is a major financial loss, and you might just be able to avoid it by settling. We learned this in the Cassie Diddy case. A lot of people have learned this, and people then will say, because you settled or settled quickly, you're guilty. Now, that's not necessarily true. It could be true, or there could be elements of the case that are true. But duking it out, depending on lawyers and depending on um, you know, letting your lawyer run a bill like a taxi cab, depending on a jury or maybe a judge deciding, is a tremendous risk. So you might have some fault in it, but you might not have all fault. They might say they don't have any accountability and you want to give them some accountability, but fighting that and proving that might not be worth it. Some people might think it's worth it to clear their name and they might say, I ain't giving a bitch a dime, right? And so you rather pay the lawyers than to pay the woman, right? So you'll say, I'll pay the lawyers X amount of dollars. Like you, you're going to say, I'm going to take a financial loss here. But I'd rather not give them the majority of the money. I'd rather give it to the lawyers, which a lot of people do. And I'll give 60% or 65, 70% to the lawyers and 30% to the person suing you. That's certainly a strategy as well. All right. So you got to re realize that it's going to be a loss when you get sued. And I hope to death. Well, I hope to God. I will not say hope to death. I hope to God that many of you guys don't experience a lawsuit. Um, because it's sad. And by the way, if you're getting a divorce, that is a lawsuit. She's suing you in the divorce court. Don't let her think otherwise. She might not see it as suing you. If they take you to child support court, she's suing you. The state is suing you, but she's suing you through the state for child support. It is a lawsuit. And um, I hope you guys never experienced that or jail or prison. All right. So neither of these things I would wish on you because it's a very stressful thing, and you're going to lose lots of money, okay? Lots of money. You're never going to see money lost so fast than to deal with lawyers, all right? So be careful with this, and women are frivolous with these lawsuits. They will pr pretty much get lawyers to, you know, a lawyer will have sex with her. A lawyer will work on contingency. A lawyer will feel sorry, a lawyer would get fee waivers for the woman and all kind of things, and she'll run up your lawyer's bill and her lawyer's bill. In fact, there was another case now. And you know what? I might show this uh, now. There was a woman actually um, that I wanted to, maybe I was going to share it a little bit later, but a woman talking about divorcing on her side and essentially saying what I was just saying. She said she'd rather run up her lawyer, lawyer bill to get every single penny she'd, and she's entitled to in a divorce. And it shows you the mindset. Yep, I got it right here. Um, I'm here to educate. It shows you the mindset of women, um, especially when they sue you or they're suing in a divorce. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, here it is right here. Listen to the vindictiveness, the, uh, the viciousness about divorce and money. She's going to say, I'm going to get every single penny. Listen to this. I wanted to get every penny I was owed mm -hmm. and I would not let go and that it was very expensive. Lawyers are very, very expensive and I'm not that much farther ahead. So something that I learned is that, um, you know, we only have one mind, one body. You can't replace that. And it should never, our, our physical and mental health should never come at the expense of 
gating a little bit of money. So you had to cut your losses at some point and yes. be like, I need to put myself first. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I would have been the worst friend advisor for you. <laughs> Get every penny. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Be like, uh, I'm dying inside. All right. And so in that situation here, it was more in the right, the left ear than the right if you had headphones. But did you hear that? I wanted to get every penny I was owed, owed, owed in a divorce. I wanted to get every penny I was owed. What do you mean owed? <laughs> All right. That's number one. And number two, she took a financial loss. And then she said, number three, I couldn't let go. So these are the things I've been telling you. She couldn't let go. She she's a bull in a china shop. If you ever have a woman like this, she's like a, one of those uh, pit bulls that just lock in on you. Or they can't let go. And then she said, if I was your friend, I would have had you duke it out. But she said it was at a financial loss. She lost. Meaning that she didn't get much. Um, by the time her lawyer bill came and whatever she got from the divorce, it was almost a wash. I'm telling you guys, these people are crazy. When you deal with a woman like that, that's super petty and a loser, that's how they lock in on you. That's how they lock in on you. And she was like, I was going to keep fighting, but the lawyer bill was just too high. And it was a complete wash. She didn't even, she didn't even make out on the positive. If she did, it wasn't by the, that much. And so they, she had to give up at some particular point. Petty. And then what do you mean owed? What do you mean owed? You don't owe, you ain't owe shit. But however, in the marital law, you are owed. So watch out for these people. Uh, there are frivolous people in the civil courts. Um, there are district, there's, um, there's uh, district attorneys in the criminal court that are petty like a mother sucker, super petty, and then you have wives in the family court that are super fucking petty and, and lawyers that will defend these whores. All right, but anyway, <laughs> all right, these people are wild as hell. Anyway, what do we got coming up next? We got Doom and Gloom CGA. Why not? Oh, boy, I got some gorditas for y'all. The millennials and Jesse. Hey, shut up. You're interrupting my show. Doom and Gloom CGA, let's go. Doom and Gloom CGA, we back in here. Do me a favor. Hit that like button for this information. I'm be lacing y'all, man. Y'all really stealing from me sometimes, but it's all good. I appreciate you for being here. Doom and Gloom CGA, we have an individual. He makes a lot of videos like this. I see several videos come across my recommendation about this guy right here. Um, he's He does basically um, takes a look at financial position from uh, for the for the millennials in Gen Z. And then he compares it against the boomers in Gen X. And what he's going against is the boomers. He's basically saying the boomers tell you to get up every day, work hard, you know, um, you know, buy a house and these type of things. But what he looks at as the cost of living index or he'll look at inflation rates or he'll look at incomes throughout the years and what uh, income would afford you in comparison to buying a house and whatever you want to cost of living. And he's essentially saying the deck is stacked against the millennial, the Zennials, and the Gen Z, which he's absolutely right. It's a very, very tough situation that, that you're in, but people predicted that you would be here. So let me go ahead and run this video here. He says, uh, boomers say stop whining. Minimum wage was $3.10 in 1980. Yeah, and it was $5 an hour in 1992, 1991. I was getting like $5.25 an hour. 
But there's a hidden message in here, but let's go ahead and let them riff just for a little bit. The millennials and Gen Zers who are complaining that they can't buy a house are not working for minimum wage. These are people making 60, 70, 80, 90,000 dollars a year who can no longer afford a house. But minimum wage workers are also complaining because they can't afford rent. If you look back to 1980, the rent was $243, minimum wage was $3.10, meaning your monthly gross was $496. So to rent this apartment, it would be 48.9% of your gross income back in 1980. But let's fast forward to 2024. The average rent is 1747. The federal minimum wage is $7.25, giving you $11.60. You can't even get an apartment with the federal minimum wage. But let's be generous and double the federal minimum wage because people at Walmart and fast food joints are making $14.50 to $15. So $14.50 would bring you to $23.20. So technically, you're making more, but this is your gross, and it would be 75% of your gross income, making double the federal minimum wage in 2024. But let's take it even a step further. ZipRecruiter said that the starting pay for college graduates is $24 an hour. So that would be $38.40 a month. So someone with a bachelor's degree could afford this one-bedroom apartment, but it would be 45.4% of their gross income. A college graduate is spending the same amount of their income on rent as the minimum wage worker in 1980 did. Roughly the same. And the minimum wage worker in 1980 put on a hat, new, learned new, skills new for two weeks and started order. their job. A bachelor's degree spent four, five, six years of their life in school and 50, 60, $70,000 and now have to spend the same amount of money on rent as a minimum wage worker did in 1980. The millennials and- Yeah, um, and you know, the big takeaway from this, I mean, he's right. I mean, the numbers are pretty much, it's difficult. I get it, I get it. But uh, the big takeaway from it is you got scammed on the college thing. Yeah, that's, I think, where you got scammed. All right, and so not a lot of people are at that seven to fourteen dollar an hour thing. In fact, I mean that's just unlivable. If you're at seven dollars an hour, uh, you must be a waitress where you're depending on tips, or I don't know what the hell you're doing. All right, but not a lot of people are at that seven to fourteen dollars an hour. And if you are, let's get going. But uh, he said now, if you have a degree, you're basically living what the average skill worker makes, and there you go skills all right you might want to invest in some skills and not so much that college degree because a lot of people leaned heavy on that college degree got in some sort of financial debt and yes we all got we got scammed for it for all intents and purposes but many of us were lazy in our effort to procure scholarships or actually go to college with a certain intent they just said go to college and you had nothing better else on your mind to do than to enroll in college without a plan which is foolish all right and some of the boomer parents that did this they never really prepped you as to what you should do and focus on or give you any other options other than college. So that's where the real riff is. But yes, there's going to be some cost of living issues for the majority of people in America, and it's not going to get better for the most part. So I would say buckle your seatbelt and away we go. And I say, for, for instance, I've been telling you about buying houses. I remember when I did my blue chip mindset series on Wednesdays, I used to tell people, why are you buying a house? I mean, in the majority of places, it's not even affordable. And then with the interest rates today and the amount of people that are buying too much home, just the average starter home at this particular point is not even affordable, and it wouldn't even make sense mathematically. And now, here you go right here. New, 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 new world order. Why now is a great time to rent? I mean, listen, I was ahead of this conversation years, light years ahead of this conversation because I've seen where this can go now a lot of people old mindset will say renting is a waste of money or they will say well if we rent they're just going to have a uh, supply and demand reaction and they're going to charge more for rents and then it's going to be a wash 
Okay, so you would rather own it, but of course, people forget all the hidden costs, tax, maintenance, and that you're working for the house. But we also know that people believe that there's an agenda to get people to own less or own nothing at all and be happy. And that's where we're going. I believe that's the truth. I think real estate is not what real estate was in the past. Uh, the boomers had a different approach to real estate. The Gen X had a different approach to real estate. And depending on where you are uh, or choose to live, it's almost going to be inevitably you can't afford it. In fact, we showed you just financially in order to qualify for loans today, it's going to be very difficult. So, yes, there's always an agenda to we know the corporations are going to buy up real estate. Most of us are going to be renters, lifetime renters, and that might be part of the plan. But it's an actual fact. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, I was light years ahead of these people. I'm always ahead of these people. I'm one of the great philosophers of this time and generation. Yeah, even when you think I'm wrong. Um, on this, I'm telling you what is possibly going to be what most people are going to experience, not what the individual experience is. As you can tell, I'm not very individualistic, meaning that if I say something, I'm not talking about me and I'm not necessarily talking about you. I'm talking about the grand general population. So you might say, well, in Topeka, Kansas, coach, it was buying my house at 230 uh, in 2019 for 2% interest was the best decision of my life. And I say, congratulations. All right. I'm not talking about you specifically. Okay. Cause that would be anecdotal, anecdotal evidence. And I'm not talking about me. I ever mean, when I say something, I'm talking about the general populace, what the majority of people are going to experience. And I'm typically going to be right. When I talk, when I include everybody, not just you and not just, well, I made an investment in my houses. I will never turn, not you. Okay. And most people, and that's most you. people are going to be ill-prepared for this mindset switch that you'll probably never buy a house. You'll probably never buy a house. Now the code, the, the cheat code to this is to be able to buy a house and not have any payments to it. But that's another story. We'll talk about those blue chips another time. Let's continue with doom and gloom. According to this particular source right here, the source, breaking news, NATO tells civilians to prepare for possible conflict. Now, I don't know if this is real or not, but I'm going to play it. This guy seems like a Norwegian or a Russian, All right, but he has something to say. Water, you need to have a, a, a radio on batteries and you need to have a, a, a flashlight on, on batteries to make sure that you can survive the first 36 hours. Things like that. That's simple things. But it starts there. The the realization that not everything is planable, not everything is going to be honky-dory in the next 20 years. I'm not saying it is going wrong tomorrow, but we have to realize it's not a given that we are in peace. And that's why we have the plans. That's why we are preparing for a conflict with uh, uh, with Russia and the terror groups if it comes to it, if they attack us. Oh, this ninja looks scared. This ninja looks scared like a sucker. He looked like he's like, oh my lord. He's like, man, it might be going down here. <laughs> new, 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 yeah, new he's order. like, they might attack us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninja. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We ain't going to be doing nothing. They going to get us. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, well, listen, listen, I'll prepare. What did you tell me to get? Batteries and water? All right, pronto. We're not seeking any conflict. But if they attack us, we have to be ready. Oh, yeah, we got to be ready. Ninja, I'm going to tell you, Ninja. (laughs) What a a time we live in. I'm going to tell you, man. Russia, they haven't even recovered 
from the last World Wars. It's crazy. All right, they already duking it out. By the way, the Europeans have been fighting for a long time. Them are just some fighting people. Barbarians, I say. All right, Doom and Gloom CGA last video. Apparently, they're going to still be confusing you with the media related to AI. And I know a lot of people like, Coach, man, this AI thing, you're bugging. And I'm not talking about tomorrow. You're not, your job's not going to replace tomorrow, but your job's definitely going to be replaced. Um, and we've been doing this for quite a long time. We've replaced bank tellers. Like bank tellers, when was the last time you went into the bank and was like, hi, I'm going to deposit my check, sign the back, handed it to the poor young lady, looked down her blouse, okay, checked her hand if she was married. Hi, how are you? Deposit my check, please. And I'll withdraw 200 extra dollars. All right, when was the last time you did that? Not many. Ninja, you go right to the ATM machine. Boop, 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 boop. And it says hi to you and all kind of shit. Right. That's an example of technology replacing a person. It happens all the time. It's been going on for a long time. Similarly, when was the last, you know, you guys, when was the last time you went and scanned out your groceries at the, at the, at the, uh, at the, the old lady, Betsy, Betsy scanning your groceries out. Beep. Betsy be taking all day talking. Hi, how are you? How's your day? How's the, did the milkman drop off your shit? Betsy all taking all day to bag your shit. Where's the bag boy at? Again, jobs that are being replaced. There's not even a bag boy standing there as a high school student learning his first job. All right. She taking all day. You'd be like, nah, man, let me go to the cell checkout. Boop, boop, boop. Cell checkout. Cell checkout is an example of technology replacing people. Now they need fewer Betsy's. They just need stock people and people to watch people checking out the self checkout. And they have a profit loss stop. They have a stop. They're like, well, most people are going to steal. So that's an example of, 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 of technology replacing people. Now, there's still going to be other jobs created as a result. However, when I share these with you, it's not to say it's over, but it's to say some of these jobs are going to be replaced fairly fast. Now, this um this conversation here is the world's first AI-powered restaurant opens in California, and this might be an older video, but let's take a look. Um, it says automatic AI restaurant. Well, the robots have arrived, at least in Pasadena, California. That's where the world's first ever fully autonomous AI-powered restaurant has opened, complete with burger-flipping bots. We sent CBS's Joy Benedict on a taste test. Flippy the chef makes Spud spectacular. This automated grill gives the meat its sizzle as this restaurant goes robotic. For this burger, it will take about 120 seconds. Cali Express by Flippy is the world's first AI-powered eatery. There's new technology outside the kitchen, too. A cheeseburger. Order kiosks, use facial recognition to remember you, your favorite food, and how you like to pay. Then watch the robots work. <laughs> Wait, did they say facial recognition remembers my face and how I like to pay? Then just send it. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, here comes your fat ass again. All right, your fat ass likes a Big Mac. All right, come on, man. That's crazy as hell. All right, wow. Facial recognition remembers my order and how I like to pay. No humans required. We can't get enough people to come out to work on fryers and, and grills. They're dangerous jobs. And this uh, automation helps solve a lot of those issues. Hello, 62% of restaurants report being understaffed. Industry experts say most of those unfilled jobs could be done by robots. 
And in California, where the minimum wage for most fast food workers will soon be $20 an hour, fewer workers equals cost savings. Dan Ives is with Wedbush Securities, a wealth management firm. Once the minimum wage went to 20, that's the bell going off. More and more focus on spending on AI. Well, the robots have arrived, hey. at least oh, in Pasadena. Okay, 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 okay. All right, shout out to the sister right there. Sister, you've been on my mind. All right, next. All right, but uh, yeah, that's an example that a lot of people were like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. Of course, people told you if you raise the minimum wage, this will happen. And then people are like, it doesn't have to happen. They can pay all of those low-skilled employees. They can pay them all $20 an hour. And they said, no, they're going to lead to layoffs and people working part-time. No, no, no. You don't know nothing about economics. People said that. And I'm like, there's example. But then they'll say capitalism and corporate greed. Of course, listen, man, people here to make money. (laughs) People here to make a profit. Nobody's going to let something like $20 an hour to kill and to eat into their profit. So I'm in business and I'm here to make money. And yes, I'm going to stay on top. I'm not here for good feelings and vibes. I'm here to make money. This is a business. So when you understand that part, then I don't want to hear about your economic strategy as to why companies will not eat into their profit to make people live on low-skilled jobs and survivable wages. It's going to happen. You raise the minimum You raise the minimum wage. You raise the minimum of all people across the board. They're going to do cost-cutting actions like this. That's just inevitable. And it's smart. It's smart. Anyway, shout-out to you, Doom and Gloom CGA. Hit the like button. Hey, Doom and Gloom CGA, what do we got here, man? Here we go. Hit that like button. Mm. All right. But, yes, if you want to clean the robots, there you go. You have a job. All right. And shout out to Hector. He's going to take that job. By the way. (laughs) All right. Hector's taking that job. I might have to take that job. All right. What are we doing here? We got, uh, let's see here, Kaylin. What does Kaylin have to say over here? Kaylin says, I'm waiting for you, Kaylin. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? This may sound like a crazy question, but in your opinion, whose orgasm matters more, a man or a woman? I say a man's matter more because our orgasm produces children. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In a Puritan society, yes. In a Puritan society, yes. In a um, very, very debaucherous society, both. But yes, if, if we want to say our orgasm produces children, yes. But um, I don't know if you guys know that if you bust, uh, is this a family show? We still doing a family show? All right, this is a family show. Uh, how can I say this? How can I say this? In some biology, <laughs> in some biology, a woman can increase her likelihood of pregnancy by orgasm. Okay, so let me explain. Um, But you would have to look this up yourself because it's hard for me to explain this in the family show. Let's say I bust big nuts in a woman, in her belly, in her area. What will happen is because of that contraction, the area where it will, the sperm can go up to the fallopian tube, it will, it will bring it closer, right? This contraction will actually dip into the seed in her belly, right? In her 
as you bust your and so what'll happen is that will actually probably increase the likelihood of a pregnancy um significantly more now it's not it's not that if they don't have an orgasm they will not get pregnant they could still get pregnant but it actually increases the likelihood of it but you would have to look it up i can't explain it i can't explain it with the technical terms so with that being said in a Puritan society, the male orgasm is more important, right? Because it is the spark of life. It is also what we're responsible for when it comes to payment. However, in a debaucherous society, women like to have orgasms too. <laughs> it's a little bit harder to get her there, though. Uh, but if you know how to get her there, um, um, <laughs> if you know how to, yeah, the compression. If you know how to get a woman to orgasm, it, it is a plus. <laughs> it is a plus. So, you know, listen, and it could be great. It could be a better experience. I mean, I know a lot of guys are like, I don't care about her nut. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, anyway, a lot of guys are like that. You know, especially young guys, especially young guys. But you don't realize as you get older, it's harder for you to bust a nut. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm trying to keep this a family show. I'm trying to get this a family show. But um, as you get older, gentlemen, it gets wet. Now, some of y'all, y'all got five strokes, uh, five, uh, five stroke specials. But when you get older, it's harder for you to get off. I'm sorry. Hit the like button. <laughs> okay, hit the like button. But it's harder for you to get off. I mean, especially as you build experience, you be trying everything. You be like, all right, stay still. Okay, hold that position right there. Okay, wait a minute. All right, here we go. Let me, let me choke you. <laughs> it's. You be like, Trevi, trying to do anything. You're like, you be like, hold on. It's harder for you to get off. But that, that comes with experience. It just, it just depends on your experience. But when you young, you be five-stroke special. <laughs> Roar! <laughs> all right, but a lot of guys really don't care about the female experience at all, which I'd say, Ninja, I don't know why you would have a girlfriend if that's your situation here. Just go ahead and get you something real quick. All right, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? No government name says just found out my Goyle friend lied about her interactions with a guy from her past. We already lived together. I think I done effed up. Now I have to plan my escape. Well, yeah, gentlemen, gentlemen. Uh, you guys got to look into this. You guys got to look into this and investigate before you cohabitate. And as a matter of fact, the three tenets of the free agent lifestyle is no long-term relationships, no cohabitation, and no marriage. Okay, when you move a woman in, you got to do your due diligence. Remember, any guy from her past, as a man that, let me tell you, I'm just, now I'm speaking for myself. If, if, a, if a woman introduces, if, if you have a girlfriend, and she comes up to me, and she introduces me to you, and she says, this is my friend. I probably already beat the brakes off of that. I'm just letting you know. Now, if she says, this is my coworker, this is, I'm a fan of his work. No, I probably haven't beat the brakes off. But if she says, hey, Tyrone, here's CGA. This is my good friend. I probably beat it up already. And that's probably what I'm assuming happened to her. So if you're like, hey, who is that guy right there? Who, who, is, who is CGA? Oh, nobody. We're just good friends. And I'm going to just tell you, we're not good friends. We're special friends. I just wanted to say. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad you came along. <laughs> partner. 
I want to sing a song just for you. Because you're my special friend. Special friend. Yeah, and that's the way I can be friends with women. I can't be friends with them and I ain't beat the brakes off of it. I'm going to at least test it out and say, well, we might not have a relationship, but we can be special friends. Yeah, that's how I can be friends with women. I don't think men and women can be friends, to be honest with you. I'm one of the guys that say men and women cannot be friends. I know people want to lie to themselves. Don't fall for that. So his girlfriend to move in, he's a friend. Nah. <laughs> she's not no friend he beat it up and now you stuck with her and now she's here on the lease shout out to the Devonte swing says testosterone calling me to the plantation cga two times per day keeps the strags away free agent lifestyle for life protect yourself protect yourself yeah yeah like i'm 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 one of these guys of protect yourself women are like yeah i think uh you know I'll come out and visit you and we could just be friends. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> They'd be like, we could just be friends. Yeah, we can have a, yeah, there's rare cases, but I'm not trying to, I don't need no female friends. Like there's no value in female friends for me. There's not much value. Not at this age. You know, maybe if I was 19, like 15, a female friend, like, what am I getting from this? <laughs> what am I getting? I'm like, I'm going to test it out. Let me, Hold on for a second. Let me test that thing. Okay. Yeah. Let's just be friends. All right. But I can't. Yeah. Men and women can't be friends. Maybe we'll do an episode on why that's the truth. I don't. Men and women can't be friends like that. You're fooling yourself. All right. Shout out to Joshua. Smith says uh, for uh, they showing titties on YouTube. Saw it in my feed. I did too. Man, I saw some African titties just swinging. (laughs) I was like, man, I tell you, man. It's wild as hell. They got breastfeeding videos, naked yoga. And I told you that this was going to be the case. All right, I got a feed. It must be some of y'all liking these videos because it popped right up in my feed. I was like, oh, look, let me see. Click. Oh, my Lord. I was like, goodness. See, these just a. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a wrap, guys. It's a wrap. The decency, the common decency uh, that we used to have and family values are gone. These poor people. And, of course, these videos always got millions of views. Always. I'm like, man, I can't even compete. I can't even get 10, 20, 30,000 views these days on long-ass live streams. I do appreciate you uh, get clicking on the live streams. It's a lot of views for long-ass live streams. But, um, but these videos got millions of views. And they very short titties and some ass. It's always something here. 4.5 million views. This tells you. He said it's the culture. This tells you we we not coming back, bro. We not coming back. It's it's gonna be hard to rein it back in. Meaning that it's men young and you gotta imagine young kids and young men, 19, 20, 24, they get all this access <laughs> to right here. And it's like, what do you expect them to do, man? It's just it's just too difficult. It's, we're not coming back from this. It's only gonna get more debaucherous. Yep, we got waxing, peace leave, waxing. I seen a peace leave getting waxed. I seen a lips. I seen everything. As long as it's for medical or some education, just know YouTube allows this stuff. I've taken several courses on YouTube where they allow certain nudity. 
I seen a peace leaf getting waxed. They had the whole lips and all that shit on there. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> like, holy mackerel. Man, it's 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 something like this. Uh, shout out to our brother, John. The P.I. reveals CGA has pen pal prison beaches in the building. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm a little desperate out here. Getting desperate these days. Let me check the super chat and I'm gonna get back to the show. What do we got here? Shout out to um Desert Brew Crew, some coffee money for the most edutaining man on the planet. Shout out to the coach Gang Yang, especially to the one supporting for the last five years. I appreciate y'all, bro. The last five years, yes, indeed. Thank you for being here, brothers. It really, really matters. The people who are able to and willing to for hundred percent. Thank you, man. Brown through one says Gorditas will be dropping that super neck tonight. Shout out to the Gorditas. We need y'all. We need y'all Gorditas. We need the Gorditas out here. Sometimes they annoying though. Gorditas are mad annoying. They're good people. They're good women. They come over and let you be, but they for sure ain't going to leave very fast. All right. You be trying to get them to leave. They get up. You know what I mean? They got to get up. You know what happens in the interaction and adult interaction. You be ready to get them bras off. You be ready to get them big old granny draws off. All right. And they be happy when you come over. They come over. They be happy as hell. They get their little lingering draws on. They like, I put this on for you. You're like, oh, my goodness. You don't need to do all that. All right. And they put all their little hooks together. All right. And then you do all they hooks. You know, Gordita's going to have like at least five hooks on the back of their bra. You're like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got to take all them hooks off. And then she's standing there with her gut all hanging out, protruding like this, all drop, belief, all in her thighs. Her fupa print all in her thighs. Titty just plop all the way down here. You're like, all right, lay down. Crawl in the bed nice and slow as you don't have to wreck my bed frame. She crawls in. She steps up on your bed nice and tender. Boom, lie down right there. Titty's just laying out. You're like, all right. You beat the brakes off of her. You finish up. Roar. You're like, I'm a nasty boy. I'm a nasty oh, boy. Nasty. You're like, I regret being here. She trying to hold on to you. She put her big ass paw on your chest. You're like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> she trying to kiss you like slobbery kiss after you done busted. You're like, I don't want nothing moist. Oh, breath stinking. All right. You're like, oh, damn, this is despicable. And you're like, all right. You go wash up, take a quick shower, get all that gordita juice off of you. You're like, <laughs> all right this y'all come back you you come back after your quick little shower or your rinse off in the sink expecting her to put that big ass bra back on you're like all right she should be getting at least halfway dressed when i get back nope she's still in the bed room stinking like uh taco grease <laughs> just stinking. you're like i know you ain't still in the bed i know you're not still in the bed you got to get out of the bed man you got to hurry up. Get out before the neighbors see you. Just hurry up before sundown. Nope. Don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. Wake up. Wait. Hey. Hey. Wake up. Wait. <laughs> she getting dressed with her fupa print all laying down. She trying to put her bra on. You ever see women trying to put their bra on? They like, man, yeah. Taking all day. Hurry up. Get out of here. <laughs> they got to turn their bra around. Hook, 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 hook. Turn they shit around. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Hurry up. Get out of here before I, so I can 
look at myself in the mirror. You're disgusting. <laughs> All right. And she's standing there getting dressed like this. She's like, you want some round two? No, nah, I don't want no damn round two. Get out of here. My goodness. All right. And don't talk. Don't call me no more. All right. Maybe if I'm nasty, I'll call you another day. I'll see you next week. Next Tuesday, I'll see your ass. <laughs> All right. Get out of my house. She show up next time. I got something special to wear. She show up like this right here. I'll be like, oh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on me. Wowzers. All right. You're like, all right. All right. You want to go swimming? All right. No, I don't want to go swimming. Hell no. I don't want to swim. (laughs) She invites you to the pool party like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> oh man, this is wild. Shows off the rails. Shows off the rails. Where are my nasty boys at? Press a one in the chat, nasty boys, if you oh, sash. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, shout out to my nasty boys. All right. What are we doing next? We got Straggle Sniggle Theater. All right, let me see. How many episodes we got? Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Well, let's Go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle us Niggle Theater, man. Appreciate y'all. Hit the like button, hit the like button. Give me to a thousand likes. We way off on the free agent lifestyle channel. We way off, man. We got like 600 likes. Do me a favor, hit that like button. Hit the like button. Notorious channel. 500 plus, give me the likes. Don't pass a scroll. Ho, ho. All right, get to 800 likes real quick. We under 50%. We under 800 real quick. Y'all laughing and sniggling, but no likes? Come on, man, hit the like button, man. For the nasty boys, y'all press one in the chat and no likes. This is crazy. Come on, man, I got to take time out here. Press the like. Press the like real quick. Come on, man. Come on, bump it up. They not even moving. They, they, we got unlikes now. <laughs> now we got unlikes. All right, come on. Hit the like. Come on, man. I'm, giving, I'm putting in too much work for no likes. This is crazy. Not even half the likes. Mm. I know the hate watchers y'all not going to like. All right, but come on, man. More people come to the show when you like. More people come to the show when you like. All right, that's all it is right there. More people come to the show when you like. All right, because that way the notifications go up. I'm shadow banned over here. And this is, you guys donate or like. These are free. These are musts. These are absolute musts. Get to 800, 800. Okay, it's a must that you do this. Because, I mean, come on, man. This is not even, this doesn't make any sense. All right, so let's get back into it. <laughs> All right. All this information can't even fucking hit the like button. This, this is the disgrace. All right, here we go right here. Let's get back into it. All right, ninjas be like, I ain't going to hit it because you asked for it. All right. That's why you wear where you are. Anyway, Stragon Sniggle Theater, what do we got here? We got uh, Tyrone, future Tyrone here. Let's take a look here, preschool Tyrone. Uh, one of the guys that says, 
I've been pimping hoes since pimping hoes, all right? Preschool Tyrone. It says, when your son got all the girls in preschool. And check out little Don Travius, Glock Tavius. He got the hoes feeding him. Guys, oh, it starts young. And imagine that's your daughter. <laughs> and imagine that's your daughter and you wanted to grow up strong and independent. Got little, and he got his Tim boots on. He got his Timberland boots on. Yep, right there. And he like, oh, nope. He like, uh-uh, you don't feed no other boy. You don't feed no other boy. You don't make a boy's plate. They already setting them off wrong. Let 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 the girl feed. The, let, let her be a help meet to the young boy. Little Glocktavius in the future, all right? When she start dating little drug dealers in the future right there, all right? Boy, oh, boy. Some of y'all ninjas got ignored because y'all was eating glue and boogers. All right? Yeah, right there. Feed, feed him, feed him. Feed that man. Feed that man. Yes, indeed. <laughs> It's getting tough out there. He got he got he got the girls bringing them candy back in the day. That's how they used to say on here. I was a player in middle school. All right, next one here, Straggling Sniggle Theater. We have your local youth church group. Your local youth church group. Uh, you got to tell me if this was your local. You remember these uh, youth groups, and they would try to promote things like no drugs, weed is a gateway drug. Um, you know abstinence uh we're gonna see how cool you are here if you remember these days in your local youth church group virginity is cool come on come on virginity is cool what up up? virginity is cool he's got it he's got virginity is cool come on come on virginity is cool what up cool come on come on virginity is Oh no, Ninja Abba just Oh no Yeah I think they got a little bit better at promoting this Just a little bit better in your youth groups here Uh, Come on, come on He had it like it was a rap song You know what I mean? The end of the rap track Where they had the instrumental uh, the, uh, Sorry, the music dropped off And it was just the chant at the end <laughs> Alright, come on, come on What's up, what's up Word up, word up. All right, virginity. There was a flatback in there, boy, I tell you. But man, almighty. Virginity is cool. Come on, come on. Virginity is cool. Oh, no. What up, what up? Virginity is cool. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. Virginity is cool. Come on, come on. Virginity Oh, there's, okay. Oh, there's a flatback. Taylor Swift. Oh, no. Is cool. Come on, come on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man. Yeah, they got a little, you got to make the message a little cooler. He was like, we're going to bring it. We're going to make a hip message. You know, they were like, I got a hip song. I'm going to teach him and they're going to chant it out and I'm going to keep the energy up. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. The Christians are mad right now. Let's play it one more again. Let's play it one more again, man. I love it. Virginity is, virginity oh. is cool. Come on. Come on. Oh. Virginity is cool. What up? What up? Oh, virginity Jesus. is cool. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> he said he's got it. He's got it. Virginity is cool. Come on. Oh, look at this. Oh, come on. Virginity. Is- <laughs> I wish I could rewind it because they had that little, the, the young girl in the green. She was like. I'm not a virgin, all right? I wish I could rewind it, but I can't. Look at that gang. Taylor Swift here. Damn, uh, this is how white girls used to be built back in the day. What up, what? Jerry is cool. Come on, come on, Jerry. Oh, Peyton Manning. What Peyton Manning doing in there? <laughs> Jesus. Woof. He says, I can't mix it. He says, I can't mix it. 
Yeah, you can't mix that. Can't mix that. Can't even mix that to get him on back on the beat. He was way too hit. He was way ahead of, ahead of the beat there. He was ahead of the beat. All right, Straggle Single Theater, what do we got here? Girlfriend commits property damage again. Uh, makes man lose money because she's in feelings. Okay, here we go. That fuck you. Oh man. Oh no. Oh. Oh, she flooding the place too. Oh, Jesus. Well, this is what happened to niggas. She said, All right, there it is right there. But this is thousands of dollars of damage because she got in her feelings and she's flooding the place, which is going to be worse. This does look like an apartment, which is going to even make it worser because you do have the fact that there's people living above and below you that you potentially might be causing some damage to their property if you flood it. And uh, it happens, brothers. Oh, man, this is sad, man. Look, and she's like, this is what happens when niggas don't give me their weight. She done tore up the cam in the tree. Oh, my goodness. Look at the bed frame. And she done spray painted stuff. Oh, man, this is crazy. Crazy beast. This is what happens when you, I mean, free peace leave, guys. Look at this. She done took all the stuffing out of the pillows. Look at it. Stabbed the bed frame in the back. Wow. Got the water running like the damn wet bandits. All right. Torched the bathroom sink. Broke mirrors. All right. Women have no, a lot of women, a lot of women do shit like this. There's rarely a man that does shit like this. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but that's, look at that. Tore up the refrigerator. This is why. They don't care about money, man. <laughs> they don't care about money. Good Lord. These straggles are out of control when it comes to stuff like this. They must be stopped. All right. Straggles Nickel Theater goes on. I do have how many more videos? Two more videos. Um, I don't know who this guy is, but apparently people know him. Ra Foreign, I believe is his name. You know, a lot of these people are more well-known than I would know him for, but I don't know who he is. But he spent... $3,000 to get everyone's nails did for Valentine's Day. Philadelphia rapper spends, it says right here, Philadelphia rapper Ra Foreign pulled up and blessed all the women for Valentine's Day. Let's take a look. I ain't got no Valentine's Day for me. I just pulled up to the nails line. I'm about to bless everybody in there. I ain't got no Valentine's Day, so I'm trying to bless everybody in here. Give all y'all some money. And all these hoes taking the money too. And look at this, man. Oh, even the nail tech and look at the black nail tech. Like, where my money at? Oh, they desperate, brother. These women out here hungry. They hungry, hungry hippos out here. She's sitting up there like, where's my money at? Looking at them like, where's my money? She's sitting up there like, I'm always hungry. Yeah. All I spend my money on is food. Yep. Papa John's, McDonald's, America's Best Wings, Popeye. Yep. And not many women are overly saying thank you. They're just taking the money. Oh, you didn't give her no money. Where's your money? Is I need monies too. 
Wow. Look, she got her hand out. This old ass mammy got her hand out. Thank you. Look at this. And she wants some more. He gave her one and she still wants some more. Look at her. Look at her eyes. Focus on that wad of money. Look at them. Women are like women are like birds that want bread. Soon as they see some monies like that, look at her. She's starving. Like, wow. Yeah, that brother's starving. Jabber jaws. Look at this. Look how starving. Look how these women looking. Now, if you was walking down the street, they wouldn't even look at you. But you got money and you handing out money, look at them. Eyes just locked in. Begging for money. <laughs> she said, can I have a couple more? Oh, my goodness. This dude is a clown. Look, they all taking that money. Free, free money. <laughs> Look. Oh, my God. He's got another wad over here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is crazy. Woo-wee. Gentlemen, and look at Ling Ling. Look how she looking. She's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> Women. And this goofy-ass ninja. <laughs> These goofy-ass ninjas. You wake a woman up, you bring money, just like pigeons. Wow. This is crazy. This is a crazy social experiment. Yikes. Look how they feeding frenzy. Wow. <laughs> oh, he peeling. Dude, you ain't even bust that Ling Ling out. out dude, you didn't even bust her out. I would have busted that Ling Ling out. And you gave her $500? Good day. I ain't got no Valentine's Day for me. I just pulled up to the nail line. I'm about to bless everybody in there. Fuck me up. I ain't got no Valentine's Day, but I'm trying to bless everybody in here. Get all y'all some money. I don't have a Valentine's Day, so I'm going to bless you with money. Yeah, sad. Look at this drag right here. You know she want the money. Look, she locked in. You know she want the money. She going to act like, I don't need it. Look, the Kaylee said no. All right, the curly-haired Kaylee said no. No, thank you. This is the only white woman in here, and she turned it down. She halfway white. She Italian. All right, here we go. Yeah. Yep, the strike took it. Look at these straggles. Look at these straggles. She tried to act like she don't see it. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at these cankles. Look at these cankles. Look at these ashy. Oh, my gosh. I tell you, man, I don't have faith in humanity, bro. I don't have faith in humanity. <laughs> he didn't give the male any money. He was standing there doing the work. There was a man in there rubbing them fat ass feet. Look at this. Thank you. She got up out her seat. <laughs> oh, goodness.
this. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, the only Kaylee said no. Everybody else is on the feeding frizzy. Wow. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, a lot of single mammies in there, man. You know it. Wow. Anyway, last one. I think I have Straggle and Sniggle Theater coming up. Uh, remember these women? Pearl uh, dropped the... Uh, uh, this video here of these yes. women. These women uh, were the two Christian women. They do have a YouTube channel and it's probably taken off since they've been going viral lately. But these are two women. I think they're sisters. They look almost alike. And they're always talking in a very angelic voice, um, you know, about their virginity and purity, and purity. And they're looking for a man to build with and to bond with. And they're always talking like this. And they have some cute music in the background. And, you already know these are strags. These are reformed 304s. And they're talking like, I just want a faithful man that loves God. But we all know deep down inside they want to chat. They want a giga chat. Now, what this is, is it gives men false hope because you're like, oh, finally, a woman that they, you might consider attractive. And at the same time, they're looking for a good man. I'm just looking for a good man that provides stability and loves God. Well, Somebody found a clip and Pearl reposted it on her Twitter of these women knowing full and damn well they want a Chad. At the end of the day, they still have hypergamy. At the end of the day, it's about the best possible mate. So we'll go. And there's a little music in the background, but we're going to play it here. And this is what I thought. This is what I suspected of them. Listen to what she's looking for. I want a man 6'4", 6'2", is fine, or like a retired NBA player. NBA player? <laughs> I just want somebody, like I want his life to be the Bible. Like I just want somebody who's so obsessed with the Bible and so obsessed with Jesus and who understands and like we said, like who can teach us things. Yeah. Like I want my dude to speak in tongues and have tattoos. I just want a good man. Like a nice classic oh, man. I want somebody who will literally protect me and beat someone's butt if they need to, but also will sit there with compassion and just like a good-hearted man. That's what a true man is. There yeah. has to be that dichotomy. It's the same thing with feminine women, too. There's always a dichotomy. Yeah. There's a softness and a strength. Yeah. And for men, being masculine is being able to beat someone's butt, you know, maybe not physically, but like being a protector and like doing what he needs to do to protect his family. But then also being soft enough to like be able to tend to his wife's feet feelings and like to be a good loving father to his kids yeah. like there's gotta be that dichotomy yeah. he out there lord i don't give a fuck <laughs> what you think bitch cut that bitch off let's go i'm a manifest he out there he out there all right boy oh boy D dude i mean are you serious <laughs> there she is i'm just waiting for the lord to send me a six foot four Six four, and then she says, "Okay, six two. Like she settled on six two. Let's just start at that. Let's just start at the six foot four. And listen, I don't blame them because they're they're attractive, right? So, but it doesn't mean that the Christianity is going to overrule their nature. They're attractive, you know, like you know what I mean. Attract attraction is non negotiable, and hypergamy don't care." Whether you Christian or not, she's looking at it and say, "This is my value." Six four, okay, six two. Watch out, watch. Listen. I want a man six four, six two is fine. Six two is fine. Wow. 
Now, these women, here's the problem with this. Here's the problem with this. These women are claiming to be Christian. They're claiming to be for the Lord. They're claiming this is the this is their this is their hook. And I've been telling you since I discovered them that they're disingenuous. I can I know what's up. Because you can have all this Christianity pushing this tra- traditional relationships all you want. You still have to have attractiveness. I mean, attraction. So they're trying to act like they don't have it, but they, there's the hook. That's when you see they're just like every other woman, right? But we're different. We're different. You're not different. You're actually using these men, giving them a false sense of hope. And now all of a sudden, I'll settle for six two. <laughs> and she was disgusted. She was disgusted. Listen. Want a man six four, six two is fine. Oh uh, my bad. I wasn't showing it. Yes, Jezebel spirit. I want a man six four, six two is fine. Six two is fine. Yes. Brothers, don't listen to these don't listen to these track cons. They they're 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 just like every woman. They're not going to listen, my point is you you guys find hope in these traditional conservatives and these Christian women. They're they're the same. They're the same as the whole the thoughts the Jezebels out here in the modern day society. Like there's no if it, you gotta understand that. That's my only warning is that you guys think they're gonna be different. Six two's fine. And then and then she adds, or like a retired NBA player. All right, <laughs> she's like a retired NBA. Oh, the humanity! <laughs> I think even she's stunned. She's like, "Are you saying this out loud? Are you really saying this out loud? We're not supposed to say this yet. You're gonna blow our cover." A retired NBA player. I think these women are somewhat approaching thirty. They're approaching thirty, or just right at the thirty-year-old mark. They're not in their 20s, a retired NBA player. So somebody 38, for, uh, how old are we? What, what, what are we talking about here? A retired NBA player. Where's Matt Walsh? Where they at? <laughs> Where's Matt Walsh at? Um, she then adds, it gets worse. NBA player. <laughs> yep. You know, the Jezebel spirit in him, that thought is in him. You can tell, man, she got that thousand cock stare. <laughs> this is a reform 304. This is a reform 304. No, this is not a joke. She's serious. By the way, they have a serious YouTube channel. They probably surpassed my main channel at this point because men are horny. And they believe in them. She's not joking. <laughs> right? She's not joking. Then she adds more. I just want somebody like I want his life to be the Bible. Like, <laughs> okay. Like I just want somebody who's so obsessed with the Bible. And so- oh my Lord. Really? This is delusional right here. This is crazy. And by the way, a retired NBA player is already fornicated with many, many of these uh, bird brains, these little bird head ass women. All right. He's already had many of them. So he's not going to be overly obsessed with her. She's going to be overly obsessed with him. So obsessed. Oh, she actually has the cross on her chest here. With Jesus and who understands and like we said, like who can teach us things. Yeah. Like I want my dude to speak in tongues and have tattoos. (laughs) So now we got tattoos, man. We got speaking in tongues and tattoos. This cannot be. So he's a retired NBA player, 6'2", okay. 6'4", preferably, or above. And tattoos and speaks in tongues. Guys, 
The spirit of Jezebel is alive and in living color. Right in front of you. Speaking tongues and tattoos. I mean, she's asking for a giga Chad. All right, here we go. More, more. She's got more. I just want a good man. Like a I just want a good man. Nice, classic man. Yeah. I want somebody who will literally protect me and beat someone's butt if they need to, but also will sit there with compassion. And <sighs> this is why I do what I do. I want you to understand, gentlemen, because you guys are putting hope in these channels and women like this, and then you come to my show. And then you think I'm exaggerating and you're like, coach, what about the good women? What talk about the good women? And I'm like the good women I've experienced good women. And you guys do this. And then you come in here and you say stuff like this. Well, he still has to be over six feet. And you're like, well, you just asked for a good man. He's like, I really just want a good man and a good man that can kick somebody's ass and protect me and, and lose his life over me. And then sit there with compassion after he beats him up. After he beats him up. He's supposed to sit there with compassion. I'm going to knock you out and sit down Indian style in front of you and pray for you. <laughs> what? Wow. A classic man. A classic man. A good man. And Just like a good hearted man. That's what a true man is. That's what a true man almighty. That's what a true man is. And as you can see, their body language and mannerisms they're they're masterful at creating um what do you call it um creating uh i guess they're they're flirting with you on camera they're slow blinking they're batting their eyes they're dry oh they're lowering their voices they got the jesus music in the back compassion trauma healing good man classic man giga chad these women are Really worse. These were these are these are some of the worst women out here, and they're pushing Jesus. They crazy. I remember I called them out when I first discovered them. I was like, "Yo, these women are not to be trusted at all." Yeah, the seduction. Thank you. I cannot think it. They're mastering seduction. They're seducing you. This is evil. What they're doing right now. They're seducing you and they're using phrases to give you hope and they're pulling it back. I cannot think of it. But they're they're seducing you. Blinking slowly and batting their eyes and looking down and bowing their head. And but of course, head full of makeup and they got their hair done and hair curled up and there has to be that dichotomy. It's the same thing with feminine women, too. There's always a dichotomy. Yeah. There's a softness and a strength. Yeah. And for men, being masculine is being able to beat someone's butt. You know, maybe not physically, but like being a protector. And Beat someone's butt. Just beat some. Hey, beat someone up. <laughs> Yo, it, aren't you supposed to turn the other cheek? Let's continue like doing what he needs to do to protect his family but then also being soft enough to like be able to tend to his wife's feelings and like to be a good loving father yeah. to his kids oh man that dude i'm telling you man yeah this is witchcraft that there these are witches this is the jezebel spirit speaking through them and you're seeing it live and in living color yes they're sirens seducing you they're using every single thing to get their subscriber base up and give you false hope that is the message that i want to send to you it's not that 
It's not that, you know, we're upset that they have expectations and standards. They can have what they have, but they're using God, Jesus, and the Bible in seduction at the same time. And that is disingenuous for the most part. And guys are going to fall for it. Unbelievable. And of course, when you marry them, they're going to do the same shit that all women have access to, which is praying mantis you, family court, divorce. They're going to do the same thing. Matt Walsh, where are you at, sir? Where are you at? And I'm not going to tell you what channel there are. You can probably find them. I'm, I'm not here to push their message, but you can find them. That's Dragon One Snickle Theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? <laughs> Man, hit the like button. We go check out some uh what do we got coming up next? We got crime and law CGA. What do we got here? Oh, we got an interesting story coming up here. We have um we have a judge who was married for 51 years and he learned that his children are not his, and he learned that his children have multiple different fathers married for 51 years we also have a college basketball player that has sued the university for allowing for for participating volunteering in a sexual act with her assistant coach which is a male and um now she's suing and saying they're responsible for uh the sexual interaction we're going to talk about this man accountability is wild here in these days but we got 1600 on the free agent lifestyle channel thank you for the 1000 likes and we got 600 plus on the Notorious channel, which brings us to a grand total of 2.2 plus K. Thank you for being here. Let's get to these super chats. And shout out to John Doe. What did John Doe says? He says, Coach, I can't tell. Did I get this one already? He says, Coach, I can tell you what men get from being friends with women. They get the same thing they get from a girlfriend minus the box. So basically you get nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of guys are like, I like going to lunch with my female friends. I don't, I don't, not often, not often, but mostly you're going to pay for it. I'll be the good guy. I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. You know, I don't see any purpose in this, but um, not even at this age, no. Now, if you just want to be nice, be nice. Shout out to Ninja Snuggle says, I have been here for three and a half years, coach. Shout out to everybody that's been here uh, for a long time. I appreciate y'all, man. That's the original coach gang at this point. Walk the plank. Depending on the female, these sound effects are forever going to be in our minds, coach. Forever sniggling at these broads for real. All right, these poor ladies out here, man. But we love that they are talking. We love that they are talking. I mean, I don't want to shame them in the silence. Free Kekistan, thank you for being here again. Stephen Russell, for every time you say Glocktavius, the Ebony Shakespeare... The Ebony Shakespeare, shout out to you. The Ebony Shakespeare is coming up. The regular dude says he's giving money while they're getting ready for another ninja for Valentine's Day, and he ain't getting nan number. Nan. He didn't get no number. I mean, there wasn't a lot of women in there I would get the numbers from, but, but yeah. I mean, I hope he felt good about himself. He's got the money. MC Hamster. She's for the Lord, question mark. She'd rather go for Mora and <laughs> these streets. Let me see what that's what you said right there. I'm not sure what that reference is to. In these streets. It says, just like Lot's wife, she will look back on these streets. In these streets. Let them turn to salt. Let them turn to salt. The streets are always calling them. Uh, Christian women are dangerous. I'm going to tell you, man. Shout out to the Christian women. 
Okay. Um, I've been always suspect of Christian women, and it's not because, um, not because you're a Christian, uh, <laughs> but I've been in many, many churches, and I've seen some debaucherous behavior. And it's hard to be a Christian in today's world. Not many benefits, and the church is basically the church is almost deceased at this point. It's not what it is, and there's a lot of whoredom and crazy shit that goes on in the church. There are some good people here that follow the faith. But a lot of people do come in and repackage themselves and stuff like that. I've seen it. I've been to many, many, many churches, many, many churches. I told you my experience in the church. It's not just been one church. I grew up in the church. I have a family. My father's side of the family is very, very, what you would call, they're Kojic. All right. And they, uh, they were very passionate about the Lord, uh, very faithful, and raised their family as such. I was the heathen of their family, but, you know, I'm the eldest child, and they're my step family, if you will. Uh, but I was the heathen of the family. But these so-called Christians are, you got to watch them. You got to watch them like a hawk. If, if they leave with, well, I'm a Christian. Anybody that leaves with, I'm a Christian first, before you say something, I'll automatically dismiss what you're about to say. Because it doesn't matter. I've seen Christians do some dastardly, deadly things. So don't lean on the fact that you're a Christian to say you have a moral compass doesn't matter to me it's irrelevant i'm way too old in this game so you have to show me with actions before you say well i'm a christian so i believe i don't give a fuck about if you're a christian or not (laughs) right (laughs) i know some heathens out here that live better lives than christians but uh when it comes to women sometimes women who do uh ride the cock carousel do come back to church right they were in church at one point they went out of church and then they came back and repackaged themselves. So, yeah, man. And they're disingenuous as to how they uh, use their seduction and the Lord at the same time. All right. So what they'll do is, um, like, I, I mean, I tell you my story about me when I was in college. And the local Christian uh, ministry would go out and recruit across campus and they would use women. Or they would, they would have men that look like you approach you. Hey, man, what's going on, man? You know what I mean? And talk to you and chill. And you stop and like, yeah, I'm going to class. What's up? So they would use women and attractive women. And women will walk up to you. Hi, how are you? And you're like, oh, good. Shit. Yeah, I was just saying hi to you and wanted to know how your day was. Shit. What? How my day was? Really? It's my lucky day. My day is good, baby girl. How your day? Oh, my day's going well. What are you doing tonight? What am I doing tonight? Oh, shit. Woo! I got one on the hook, Ninja. What am I doing tonight? Nothing. It's going to be me and you, baby. Me and you. It's just me and you. Ooh, baby. What am I doing tonight? Me and you, baby. She was like, good. You're doing nothing? Mm-mm. Mm-mm, I got nothing on my calendar. I just clear my calendar out, me and you. Well, here's our Bible study. We're having a Bible study tonight. Uh, why don't you come through, 7 o'clock? Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, Looks like something came up. Bible study, you say? Bible study, you say? <laughs> Oh, anyway, that's the women that walk up to you. That's the women. The women walk up to you like that. You'd be like, oh, shit. 
Anyway. Well, something came up. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, bring some snacks and come hang out, and we'll be having Bible study for three hours. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh, bait and switched you. And I'm like, y'all, I got these damn Christian women out here walking on campus, inviting me to Bible study, asking me if we doing something tonight. Come on, man. Shit. He like, yeah, she like. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> anyway, hit me with the okie doke. I'm like, man, these bitches ain't shit. All right, you know what you're doing out here. All right, caught my ass. Anyone in that? That's, that's why when women approach me, I'll be like, what do you want? What you want? Because the reality is women don't approach men. I got I to gotta clip to prove it. Like, they don't approach them like that. Like, they got to really get their gumption up to approach. They got to really. So they approach you, they either hungry, homeless, or they want to suck you off right there. That's, that's it. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. <laughs> like, they're desperate, in a sense. In a sense. Yep, got me. Never showed up. I was like, damn it. All right, give me your card. All right, anyway, I'll see you there. She flips her hair. You Jezebel. Uh, shout out to Ke- uh, Kevin Theodore says, thank you, thank you, thank you for this knowledge. U.S. women have morphed into alien predators that will drain life, liberty, and money from all future men. There's something to be said. I'm going to just let you know. I've been, I've been thinking about some thoughts about potentially people that have mated with aliens thousands of thousands of years ago. And they come in the form of, they come in the feminine form. <laughs> they come in a feminine form. All right. So I'll be like, ooh, these people, man. Like you ever see men in black where the alien comes and he comes, comes. The alien comes down and crashes into Earth in their spaceship, and then they snatch a, a, a outside. They sh- they snatch someone's flesh, and then they try to fit into the flesh. And they always want water and sugar. That's that's women. They always want water and sugar. That's basically what they want. Like if you n- never think they want anything more than that, water and sugar. All right. So as soon as they come up in you, they come up. They come up to you. They want water and sugar. They don't want nothing else, bro. <laughs> Everything else is designed to get that water and sugar. Watch out. All right, we got our brother Brayon says, greetings, coach. In the next couple of weeks, I'm scheduled to take my polygraph and do a pre-employment interview in North Kakalaki for the State Highway Patrol. Wish me luck. Shout out to you. Let's get it, man. We need some brothers out here. Coach game. Coach game. Law enforcement. 100%. Congratulations, man, and good luck in your interview. We need the few and the proud out here. We definitely do. Uh, shout out to who is this in here? Tony A says, hit the damn like button. Shout out to Tony A. Let them know over here, Tony. These people out here just, it's crazy. Xavion says, did the Bible say not to get tattoos? Those 304s want Tupac Ninja Cheese for real. I don't think the Bible even, I think the, I don't know what the Bible says about tattoos, but I would probably say it's not a Christian thing to do. I mean, but it doesn't mean they can't desire it. 
angry little dude just found you six months ago. Thanks for the truth, Sensei. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for being here. Can't you get we got your it. thick skull that I'm broke? Dead flat skull yeah. broke. I got $3.85. Shout out to the purse. new viewers to my channel. Press one if you've been here for less than six months. Like you just found me six months ago. I mean, that's wild to me. I always forget there's new people here. There's not a there's not a lot of new people. My channel doesn't grow very much. I mean, it gets the views. I don't get subscribers and shit like that. It pretty much stays stagnant. But a lot of people aren't getting movement in their subscribers right now. YouTube clamping down. All right, only Shannon Sharp got subscribers. All right. This ninja subscribers just jumping up. Ninja like the he kissed the nanny goat or something. All right, and people are jealous too. They mad as hell that he jumped up like that. They mad at Shannon. They taking aim at that ninja. And the reality is I know why, by the way, um, because he's coming to a game and somewhat easily been able to trans transfer his audience from outside to the, from the outside world to the real world. And, you know, sometimes you can think that you're doing something, but they should be able to, you should be able to move an audience from one place to another. If you're, if you're mainstream, but what tends to happen is people don't realize he's stepping on toes. Right, you're stepping on every other podcaster that been out here bleeding for years to try to get any numbers, and what what'll happen is he's taking over many lanes that are popular, and he's bringing mainstream audience. So when the audiences come in, there's a sense that many podcasters that been out here bleeding and starving, essentially, like, hey, you taking over our lane. So these men will get jealous of it, and they will start to target uh, those guys and attack attack Shannon Sharp and then he's like how come y'all attacking me well that's part of the YouTube game that's part of the YouTube game like you're you know you're not an original when you start off you're you're coming to a space <laughs> you're coming to in a space where people were doing what you were doing and um you're not re you're not you're not creating anything you're you're doing something that people are already doing so people will attack you um and we're seeing that he's he's experiencing that He's experiencing that. And that's that's you that's that's podcaster hate, that's content creator haters, and all of that stuff. Uh for him to jump up, you know, I've been saying this for a long time. For you, if you want to get into content creator, what did I say? Never you want to avoid moving up fast because what's gonna happen is when you celebrate numbers, right? Hey, I got I got how many people watched that interview? 50 million. And I got a million subscribers. What you don't understand is you get a lot of hate. You got people who like you, but when you get into them numbers, you're going to get haters watching you. So when you're celebrating that, that, that you got so many eyes on you, please understand not everybody likes you. I actually tell you this all the time. I got media that watches me, undercover, celebrity, Department of Homeland Security, haters, uh, people that people that I never watched, they watching me. Uh, so uh, and I got supporters. That's part of the game, part of the game. So Shannon Sharp is now feeling the the adverse effects of popularity on a platform where people can say whatever the fuck they want to say behind a keyboard. And you're going to experience that. So if you want big numbers, you are inviting haters to the store. You're inviting people that don't like you. To the to the party, so yeah, I think when you cross the fifty thousand fifty thousand subscriber threshold, you now are getting as many haters as likers watching your show. This is a fact. Mm. 
This is a fact. So be careful celebrating your success on these platforms. <laughs> All right. You're getting people, women that's praying and praying on your downfall. Your exes are watching you bitches. That's ready to file lawsuits. All right. Fans, fanatics. Okay. You, that's what you're doing. Supporters. You're getting keyboard warriors. You're getting people that just hate seeing you. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, that's part of the game. He says, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. That's a matter of fact. I would say out of people watching me right now, there's over 2,000 people that watch me every day, twice a day. I would say at least 10% of my audience are haters. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. And people will be like, really? Yes. I, I would say 10% of my audience are people that hate me. Like they hate me. They, they don't want to subscribe. They don't want to hit the like button. They like, fuck this ninja. What he's saying. They wait for me to make a mistake, pocket watching. 10% of my watchers all day are haters or media or government entities or politicians or people that's bigger than me, platforms that are bigger than me, and they don't want to act like I exist. I I can tell you, bro. This is a matter of fact. (laughs) This is how it works. Shout out to the haters out here. Hate watching is a thing. Yeah, hate watching people watch you and they they hate you. They, they waiting to see you fuck up so they can clip it. And yeah, bro, I'll tell you. Mm. Private investigators, IRS, ninja anyway. It's part of the game. Deshaun Rose says for the show, CGA, and hit the like button two times, two times, two times. Uh, What do we got here? Haters is sitting back. They be quiet as a hell too. All right, shout out to Chance says modern Christian women are the real witches. We might talk about witches later on today. But witchcraft is a thing, guys. Witchcraft is a thing. Never think witches are not here. Flash says, please hit me with the Percy Earl. I don't have a Percy Earl. I got money. I got the Uncle Earl, though. Sakim says, Leviticus 19 and 28. Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. So there you go. That's the tattoo phrase right there. But that's only for the Christians. All right, shout out to the Christians. Lamont, Thomas, coach, your consistency is unmatched. R.I.P. Black Eagle. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. I be trying, man. They be trying. Half Space Will Travel says, those Pharisees are disgusting. I'm not even Christian. <laughs> not even Christian. Yeah, man. I find that disgusting. Because they're going to hit you with, oh, they're going to give you guys hope out here. I think I'm almost done. Yeah, modern, guys, there's Christian women in the church. Matter of fact, let me, let me show y'all something. Can I play this clip? Thank, shout out to everybody on Locals, man. Join Locals for free. Um, there's lots and lots of content over there. And I get a lot of my content from people who share on Locals. Kaylin says, uh, CGA, you said that you wanted to collab with bigger channels and names. Would you... Like to collab with Shannon Sharp? Well, if he invited me, I mean, I don't think I would do anything to move his needle. Um, but again, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't clamor for for that. But if he invited me, I definitely would show up if he found my content interesting. All right, that's that's my answer on that one. Uh, let me let me show you. I think I do have a video talking about witches. Oh, uh, yep, dude, I found it right here. I don't know how I find stuff. You know how many browsers I got open? 
All right. We're going to get into the next part of the story here. But this is uh, who knows this woman from the show Living Single. Damn, I can't keep uh, finding it right here. All right. The show Living Single. This is a woman here. I don't know her name. Uh, Erica Alexander. She's going to talk about how her family member, uh, some of her family members were witches, but they were in the church as well. Uh, she Ooh. died from witchcraft mm. and she had a um, a little cafe, you know, a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And she would put dust over the door. So when people came in, the bell would ring would, and dust would, would fall, fall on it. <laughs> they called it goofa dust. Well, right across the street was her competitor and they would have goofa dust too. So she would go back and forth to down deep south from South Orleans, Carolina, all like, yeah, New Orleans. Deep, yeah, where yeah. you're from, you know, and go get stronger and stronger. Goofa dust. She came back and they said she was all twisted up with her head in between her legs, barking like a dog. Wow. Ooh, and that voodoo, that root, boy, I'm that, telling you, yeah. coughing up frogs. The women in the church went to go get my eventual godfather, which was William Griffith. He left three days. They uh, fast and they pray. And then they come back and then they laid hands on her. They got her Jeez. through it. That he says, daughter, the Lord told me to tell you that if you go back, you'll come back, you'll come back in a box. No, no, Rev. I promise I gave this up. And two weeks later, they brought her home in a box. All right. Um, a lot of people saying drugs. Yeah, drug, drugs are a part of these things, man. So uh, people did used to do cocaine like it was nothing. <laughs> All right. Cocaine was a recreational drug for the most part. But yes, a lot of people you don't understand that a lot of people participated in witchcraft, because if you understand the South, a lot of the southern areas, specifically New Orleans. Um, uh, by the way, witchcraft is pretty much been around for a long time. A lot of people, even Mexicans. Uh, they participate in some sort of witchcraft. Witchcraft has been around for a long time. Um, but um, a lot of the people that came across in the 1700s, leaving Haiti, 17, 1800s, landed in New Orleans. All right. Um, so you had that uh, um, that Haitian to New Orleans traffic that crossed. Uh, Native Americans, in a sense, would be people that participate in something that is non-Christian, which would look like witchcraft. All right, to you, to your eyes. So it's not the old witch's brew, but yes, it's been around for a long time. Voodoo, um, these things like that. So um, people do have cross-cultural things where the church came in last for some of these people. Like they participated in witchcraft first, and then they end up crossing into the church, but then they brought some of that witchcraft into the church. All right, there's churches that bring in serpents, and let the people get bit by the snakes and shit like that, bro. I mean, witchcraft been around for a long time. And so they, the church stuff and the Christian, the Bible stuff came in last and then they kind of cross-sectioned it. Yeah. Anyway, we, we do, we do witchcraft shit and we don't even consider it witchcraft. We consider it, especially Gen Z. They don't even know. They don't even know they're doing witchcraft. Like if they investigate more, they'll think about it. But yeah, I mean, this is part of our society uh, for better or for worse. But definitely them old school people in the South. Yeah, brother. Absolutely. He says they hit it in the church. Yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. But a lot of cultures have done this. But anyway, let's get into it. But I would say watch out for it. Be looking out for it if you think it's something that um, you want to know about. Because you want to be aware of it. You don't want to be not aware of it. Because people do put these. I believe in spirituality, meaning that if you constantly kind of bringing spiritual shit in. I believe that that does have impact on people. hundred percent. Shout out to MC hamster says damsels of distress. 
and damsels of duress. Shout out to Uncle Dis. That's what you said right there. All right, damsels of duress. Speaking of, let's take it to crime and law CGA. Crime and law CGA. What do we got here? Let me see if I can pull it up. We got two interesting stories, gentlemen. Protect your neck out here. This is what we do here. We tell you to protect your neck. That's all I want to do. I'm, you know, we tell you to kind of guide you, but we are telling you to be aware. A lot of guys are gullible. And uh, gullible things, uh, uh, stupid things happen to gullible people. And we'll talk about it with the woman here. But we have a man that was married for 51 years. There he is on your screen. He claims to be a judge. And he learns his children aren't his. All right, let's talk about it right here. Uh, Matlock is on the screen. I have been married for 51 years. Got two sons, 42 and 40. Damn deadbeats. I'm still supporting the little boogers. Needed to take a test to see if any of us had a kidney good enough for my brother. Found out something interesting. They ain't my kids. There's somebody else's. <laughs> of course, the only good thing is I know it's not my fault that those two idiots got dumped into this world. Hell, I thought they took after their mother. Instead, they take after the plumber or the postman or the milkman or, yeah, they were milkmen back when they came around. I mean, God only knows. Yeah. It sure gets old. I do wish I knew who the real fathers were. And they ain't the same. She was bopping a couple of different guys. No. Damn. But if I could figure out who they were, oh, I've been practicing law, law long enough that I pretty well figure I could sue their ass and get all my money back that I sunk into those two dead beats. No, no. It just chaps my ass. Chaps your ass. Oh, it, Matlock. She couldn't. Tell me. No. I'd probably forgiven her. Maybe <laughs> not. No, you wouldn't have. You know how it is. Yeah, he would have killed her. Hell, boys. Y'all need to go get your own paternity test. Indeed. You can't tell how by looking who's the daddy. Nope. Unless you're looking down at the genetic level. I've been in court thousands of times in paternity suits mm. at four out of five times mm. guy says he ain't the daddy he's right damn and the genetic test the only way to prove it for sure four out of five these women are hopping everything that looks fun Woo. you thought you like sex oh you ain't nothing yeah well I guess that pretty well completes that story. Mm. I'll go home. Uh-oh. Start drafting up some divorce papers. Oh. See if I can't get free of that crazy bitch. Oh, no. 
I mean, I stayed with her for the sake of the children. Oh, no. And the grandchildren. Oh, none of these kids. Now the great-grandchildren. Woo! But they ain't no kin of mine. They ain't no kin Fuck of... Em. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Woo-wee. This ninja, he, all he did was left out the nigra. All right, judge, hang up high, man. And if you a family court judge, ninja, karma's a motherfucking bitch. I tell you, if you a family court judge, karma's a bitch. He said four out of five paternity cases, not all paternity issues, but four, he said he saw four out of five paternity cases end up where the father contested he was not the father. Four out of five. I'm happy. Four out of five. You heard it. Damn. Yep. And I've been telling you, right? It's an evil world we live in. I've been telling you. When you get the red pill, you basically realize your whole life was a lie. And it's a difficult thing. It takes you through the five stages of grief. Then you got to get to the point where you accept your reality. A lot of people can't accept their reality, so they fight it. They bargain. They go through things. They have anger. They get depression. Right, they are in denial, and they hope. Well, not all women will do that, guys. He's been married for fifty-one years, and she pulled the okie doke. And certainly, she knew most most women know their body; they know what's going on. He probably can't even have kids, and um, he found out all of his legacy destroyed. Okay, all of these grandkids are not his. All of these kids are not his. All of these great grandkids are not his. Not none of them. None. Zero. All of these people that he thought were his family are not his family. And uh, it's a sad thing. And he's definitely sad. He's hurt. He doesn't know what to do. He's definitely advanced age, certainly well within his 70s, going into his 80s. And uh, he didn't took the red pill. He didn't got a red pill. And this is a hardcore red pill, one of the manipulative things that women are capable of doing, which is not illegal. Like he's going to sue who? gonna sue who he said i'm gonna sue who the real baby daddies right they might be dead at least or one foot in the grave so who are you gonna sue they might not have even known they may have known who knows but he's also calling the kids deadbeats and now he's like now it makes sense <laughs> i thought they took after the mother they actually probably are results of the milkman or the ups man or the delivery man and he has no recourse here yep he gotta change the will and, yep, he cannot restart. He can't go to the junior college looking like that. He can. He can go to some scrippers, but he can divorce her, and that's about it. He can walk away, and it's a financial loss. And nobody's going to really care about him. Like, the kids, the, the sons, they're not going to care. They're like, fuck this guy. Um, and even your own blood children will tell you, go take a leave, dad. They, they really don't care about men like this, even though you invested and gave them the life that they have. But isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You thought, you, you learned your whole life is a lie. And then he said, it might be possible that, that the, the children have different fathers, <laughs> right? So even the children are the result of different men. He kind of insinuated that as well. Oh, man, it's tough. But there's a lot, there's a little bit of life that he has left. Hopefully he enjoys it and gets him some nice piece of calico and he can enjoy himself. I hope he was getting some calico on the side and he cannot feel guilty about it anymore. 
Um, go get you some stank. Uh, I, as I say, go out the way you came in. You came out of your. You came out of a vagina. Go out in the vagina. That's how I say. It. At that age, just go ahead and. <laughs> it's crazy. Go out the way you came in, um, and naked and in the vagina. So, uh, anyway, I say that to say, protect yourself. We do. We're gonna hear manipulative stories where women feel manipulated by men. And I've been saying this, when women are manipulated by men, it is criminal. They will find a way to make it criminal and they are the victim. When men are manipulated by women, it's almost never criminal. It's like, well, you know, fine, move on and be a man and take it like take it on the chin. And it's part of the game. And and it is what it is. It's just money. And that's another case where nobody's going to real feel bad. Nobody's going to feel bad for that guy. Right. Nobody's going to reimburse him. Nobody's going to reimburse him. Nobody's going to feel bad for him. They just like, all right, well, fuck it, man. Just move on. Sad, huh? <laughs> somebody said KF style. Yeah. Yep. Somebody said, yeah, man, just go to Thailand. Yeah, go to Thailand. There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of Thailand punani out there. Just go out there. Take, take all the money you had that you were going to pass on to your descendants and just go out there and then go crazy. Because <laughs> you can get it, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's beyond evil. This is the this most despicable thing a woman can do, I'd say. All right, more accountability or lack thereof. Interesting story here. Manipulation, crime, and law, CGA. Now let's take you to this story right here. New, 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 well, new world that's order. not it. Uh, basketball player, and we're going to identify her name because it was identified. Her name is Ashley Scoggins. She sues the University of Nebraska over a relationship with the coach, a relationship? What that mean? Interesting. Omaha, Nebraska, former Nebraska women's basketball player accuses coach Amy Williams and athletic director Trev Alberts of not taking appropriate action when her sexual relationship with an assistant coach became widely known. Okay. Okay. Ashley Scoggins. Filed a civil lawsuit in the U.S. District Court. Descri- and remember, lawsuits are the new divorce. Describing how then associate head coach Chuck Love allegedly took a special interest in her and how the relationship turned sexual huh? and caused Scoggins to reveal uh, a fear of retaliation if she refused to engage in the sexual relationship. Ninja. They will make up any cotton picking excuse. They will make any damn excuse. Ma'am, I'm going to take this off the screen because there's a lot of uh, print there. It's just a white screen, I can tell. So, wait, you got throttled by the coach, and then you got caught, and then they didn't take the appropriate action. Okay, let's continue. And, by the way, I talked about this. This is not a a legal relationship. Um, You can do this in college. It's not illegal. There's no criminal uh, situation here unless it was a sexual assault which it was not, she, she's admitting she participated in it. But this is certainly unethical, for sure. But it is not illegal. It might be immoral, and it is definitely not suggested, but this is not an illegal relationship. All right, so let's continue here. Um, the lawsuit filed Sunday, was filed Sunday, and in addition to Williams and Alberts, names the University Board of Regents and love as a defendant, Scoggins seeks a jury trial in Lincoln and unspecified damages for the alleged violation of her civil rights. 
quote uh, from the attorney, it's very troubling and serious uh, subject of predatory coaches that pursue sexual relationship with student athletes. This is according to Skaga's attorney. Uh, there's an enormous imbalance of power between the professional coach and student athletes. This is something that was well known in 2022. She continues, certainly Division I universities that operate at the top level are well aware of the harm that comes from this kind of predatory situations. Um, and there's a strong onus on the university and on the coaches to prevent this from happening. And heaven forbid it does happen to address it correctly. Now, let me just tell you, as a person that has worked in this business for nearly two decades, this is fairly common. It's more common than you think across the board, even with women coaching women. So I've seen enough of it. I've seen enough of it. Men with, with female athletes, women with female athletes. I've seen enough of it to know that it is common, more common than you think, even professors and students um, at the college, which is, again, not illegal, but it is definitely unethical, and it could cause problems, but it's fairly common. Okay, so you have two adults here. Now, there's more. It says right here, university spokesperson Melissa Lee said the school was made aware of the lawsuit Monday, and they're not going to comment on the specific allegations. Let's get to the specifics, though. Scoggins played two seasons for the Cornhuskers. She was dismissed from the team on the same day Love, the coach, was suspended with pay in February 2022. Love resigned three months later. Scoggins now plays at UNLV. Okay, so she's here in Las Vegas. So I'm going to see if she needs some buying fix. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right, I'm going to see if she needs some buying fix. It looks like she's in a bind. Williams and Alberts are accused of not providing training or setting rules and policies prohibiting staff members from having sexual relationship with athletes. That's false. With the lawsuit saying the lack of safeguards was so reckless that the misconduct involving sexual misconduct by coaches was inevitable as of September 2021. According to the lawsuit, Scoggins had an internship in the athletic department in the summer of 2021, and she expressed interest in becoming a coach someday. So uh, I'm trying to, I'm Okay. Uh, Love invited Scoggins. The coach invited the, the player to work at a small table in his office, and she accepted. Okay. All right, so you already know where this was going here. Uh, this is going to be a setup, ninjas. Don't do stupid shit like this. You're going to get caught. Um, Love asked Scoggins. The coach asked the player personal questions, including the type of alcohol she preferred, and Love began asking her out for drinks with him. Scoggins declined several invitations, but eventually accepted one. This is something that I talk about, um, that when you push, push with women, especially with you, when you work with them, should be off limits. But when you push, 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 and she finally accepts, she's going to remember every time she denied it. And then she's going to say, well, I accept it because I felt pressure. So you guys got to watch out. That's a lawsuit. Now, again, a lawsuit doesn't have to be a successful one. Okay, a successful one. It says right here, um, after a few days, they met late at night in a Costco parking lot where Love kissed her and asked, have you ever done anything with the coach before? <sighs> okay, let me stop right here. Let's take a look at this young lady because she's available on the internet. Her name is out there. There she is right there. All right, so we have a Kaylee. We have a Kaylee and she's, acting like a virgin, right? Uh, I'm a virgin. I was so innocent, and I don't understand what was going on. All right, so there she is right there. Um, and uh, we're going to take a look at who the coach is 
and it's probably what you think. Uh, yep, there you go right there, yeah. Yeah, that's Brother Star. All right, and so, yes, it's a ninja. You already knew it was a ninja out here. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> we must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Always gotta show they All right, and there she is right there. Uh, there she is. I mean, take, take a look here, and I'm not trying to slut shame the young woman here, but I think she knew what she was doing. I think she was not as innocent as she's portraying. I, I, and it looked like she didn't, she liked black men. I mean, that, she has the I like black men look and the pose. This is not a I like white men. Um, and this ninja, dumb ninja, you got a job, ninja, and you lost it over some Kaylee feet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, sleeping with your players is always ill-advised. I'm quite confused, though, because it says she was an intern. And she worked. And so how did she get on the basketball team? Well, she did play basketball previously. She did play basketball previously. So I don't know if that's how she got to be a walk-on. I don't know what happened here because she wasn't a player at the time. She eventually became a player, it sounds like. All right, but because when you, when you hear the, the, the arrangement, you know what? Yeah, yeah, because she's still playing now. She's on the roster at, at a university right now. So I'm trying to figure out how she got on the team and she started off as an intern. All right. You see what I mean? Like, this is a confusing story. But let me continue here. Uh, let's see here. Have you done anything with a coach before? She probably said yes. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The interaction left Scoggins feeling confused and trapped. I don't like this. This is a bad precedent, guys. This is bad. I don't like when women say this. Because it takes away their maturity, their accountability as an adult. Yeah, she's college age. You're an adult. Confused and trapped? What are you confused and trapped about? I mean, if you know this is not appropriate, you can go see somebody on this one. But if you partake, participate in this situation, you chose. All right, you chose it. And it says right here, uh, because it was now undeniable that love wanted a sexual relationship. Once the relationship turns sexual. Mm. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what? Once the relationship turns sexual. Okay. So she gave up the panties. She was quite confused. I don't know what I was thinking. Love expected Scoggins to be available and willing whenever he wanted to have sex, including summoning her to his hotel room when the team traveled for away games. How was she on away games? At the time, she was an intern. She wasn't a player, but I, I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe I see what happened. Maybe she was a player and... And then she was helping out in the office. Yeah, this is going to lead. This is going to lead to shit like this. On the night before a game at Penn State, February 2022, team members and practice players created a ruse to confirm and videotape Scoggins' presence in Love's hotel room. All right, so a situation occurred. Uh, again, when you're working close to people, people know when there's an affair. So people can know when there's an affair, and they'll watch, 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 and it looks like they all set a trap. A male practice player uh, falsely reported himself to the desk clerk as love the coach to obtain a duplicate room key. Two team members confronted Scoggins in love's hotel room. Uh, they reported their findings and showed the video to Williams, who is who was the head coach. Okay, so they said, hey, they're having an affair. So they did some little bit of uh, a little bit of a um, um, private investigation and they found them in each other's room. Yeah, Williams casted Ashley in the role of seducer and a liar. Let's go back. So the coach said, 
She came on to me. She came on to me and she's lying. Of course, some ninja shit. And I'm going to just tell you, they both are accountable here. And I'm pretty sure she was flirting as well. I mean, this is just getting too far. I was confused. I didn't know. I denied. I didn't want it. I thought, okay, did he want sex? He wants me available anytime. Like she didn't want it. She was getting the brakes beat off of her too. They want to fuck too. They want to fuck. They Stop acting like women don't want to fuck. They want to fuck too. Sorry for the language here. I didn't know. And he kept calling me and I kept giving him the pussy. Like, stop. <laughs> it's like, stop. You guys both were into this. And this light-skinned, light-eye-ass ninja, she was into him. This is my opinion. This is not even, not even a, the, the, debatable. And he said she allowed the, wait a minute, the lawsuit said uh, she was cast as, well, he slut-shamed her. She allowed the players to berate and accuse Ashley for hours. She did not want, she did not redirect or counsel the players that, what they had seen may be the result of abuse of power by the associate head coach. So, yeah, there you go right there. So, I, I, I guess she's saying that they, that they blamed her. The people blamed her. Which, again, the players probably know the dynamic a little bit more. All right, they already probably knew that she was possibly, allegedly, in these streets already. Look. In these streets. The players know. The players know the personalities there. They know both people involved. They know she might be uh, a thought bot. They know she might like black men. And they were like, yeah, girl, yeah, no, no, no. You ain't innocent. You ain't innocent. And she was like, and he came up to me and he offered me alcohol and he kissed me and he wanted sex. And they're like, nah, bitch. So a backlash fell on her. And that's why she's suing. Please understand. The reason why she's suing is because she got backlash. Let me go ahead and read it again for you. It's not because it was an inappropriate relationship. Well, it was. But the reason she's suing is she was made to be the uh, perpetrator. Watch. It says right here, she's accusing coach and the athletic director of not taking appropriate action when her sexual relationship with an assistant coach became widely known. Right there. And she... Uh, and she feared retaliation if she refused to engage in it. Yeah, so basically she's like, they, they, they took it out on me. That's why she's suing. They took it out on me, and she got kicked off the team. And so let me see where it says right here. Okay, let me continue down here where it says she got kicked off. Upon returning to Lincoln after they were discovered, Scoggins was not informed of her rights under Title IX, and in a meeting with Williams, who was the female head coach and other members of the administration, was told she was off the team, according to the complaint. And I'm probably thinking she wasn't a scholarship player. I think she was a walk-on. I mean, I'm just, just from my experience, it sounds like she was a, she got, she got a uniform and walked on. She's an experienced player, but I think she was a walk-on. So they kicked her off the team. Scoggins' dismissal and Love's suspension were reported simultaneously by the meeting. I mean, by the media. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can read something else here. Okay. It says, um, 
Nebraska, Williams and Alberts allowed the speculation and perception to fester that Ashley was equal to blame or otherwise had done something improper when they should have sent a clear message that it was always inappropriate for a professional coach to pursue a sexual relationship with the student athlete. So there it is right there. That's where it is. So basically they're saying she wasn't at fault because he was a, and, and I agree. He crossed the line. He got a little bit horny. He got out of his mind guys. Uh, I know, you know, you got to re- be very disciplined when you're dealing with your own players. You know what I mean? If you banging a volleyball player, right, that might be different. But don't shit where you eat. You know, even if somebody comes across Cinderella, Rapunzel, and you're like, I got to have her. Okay, you got to exercise some discipline when it comes to your own players. Now, if it comes to somebody else on campus, a soccer player, it's 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 a little bit more easier to dismiss this, although you can still get caught with a sexual harassment under Title IX. So you got to be careful. Um, he And he wasn't careful, and he wasn't discriminate. He was actually doing something that everybody knows is inappropriate. Now, let's go back. She's an adult. She engaged in getting the brakes beat off of her. She was in his hotel room. She was meeting him at late at night. She's an adult in this situation, but what she's trying to say is because the technicality, technicality, she got slut-shamed. And because of that, there was no equal blame. There shouldn't have been any equal blame. He pursued her, and it's all his fault because there was no there was no HR meeting uh, to tell him this was inappropriate. I mean, she's shifting the blame. Okay, she's shifting the blame. She and she's basically saying it wasn't my fault at all. I had no accountability in this relationship. I should not have been penalized in this relationship. Nah, nah. No, (laughs) I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Not when you probably can look back and say, okay, how many times you had sex? Let me see the text messages. Uh, Let me see how this relationship developed and cultivated. Let let me see what happened here. And when you you pull it back, you're going to see she was an active participant. But she trying to shift that blame, and I shouldn't have been penalized right there. Yeah, man, no. And it's all Jermaine fault. It's always but, Jermaine fault. Guys, um, this is why I've been telling you guys, uh, really, we're in a situation where you got to have clear lines, a distinction of how you operate with women. First of all, not at work. Second of all, when you have a, uh, obviously, disparity in, in, in uh, authority. You're an authority figure. She's not. Uh, When you're messing with younger women, you can just go to the junior college and you don't have to deal with people that are close to you. Free sex costs the most. Free sex costs the most. He obviously lost his job and I don't think he's able to get another job. She certainly transferred to another university. She's local. I'm going to check on her and see she needs a buying fix. But in my opinion, these are, these are, this is an active participant. And I can, I can kind of tell, you know what I mean? That, they had something for each other. They had something for each other. But, yeah, you guys got to be cautious out here. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button in here, and I'll do a little bit of research on her, see if I can fix his a bind. <laughs> All right, uh, in that situation there. But, yeah, man, what a crazy world we live in. That's crime and law CGA. Let me give you the sound effect. Hit the like button in here. Hit the like button in here. We're going to go on to the next subject matter, which is going to be called Uh, ethical slut, the ethical slut coming up.
Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. That the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who... <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're gonna hold off on the baby making. We're gonna hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. Now. I mm -hmm. hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Extra I can do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now, 5.11. Let's... All right, all right. Thank you, brothers, man. We back. The ethical slut, but I got to do some super chats. I don't want to get too far behind. Thank you, man. Hitting that like button, coach. Uh, uh, let me see here. Shout out to Dwayne Hicks. Says most women in churches are post-wall whales. He says, I know from experience, I've been stalked by one who couldn't take a hint. Cuff your nuts, gents. I would not mess with a woman in my church at all. I wouldn't do it. All right, and I know I've messed with women that were in networking groups. I've learned a lot of these things that I tell you not to do. Is It's not that I haven't done any of these things. Because <laughs> I've done things and learned that there's reverberating effects when you mess with people in your network. Uh, if you mess with people at your work, if you mess with people, like I coach women's basketball for almost two decades, um, messing with my players is a no-no because it's going to have reverberating effects. There's there's even times when players got close. Players get close to certain coaches, and players will see that even if they don't think you are having an affair, they, if they think there's a potential for their, an affair to be had, they will call you out on it. Oh, you favor that player, and you like that player. That's your favorite player. So you guys got to watch out for that, which, which means to say today is just not good policy to flirt at work it, it's not it's not good policy I've, I've i've been in networking groups where i mess with the woman in the group and the other women treated me differently and it wasn't a work situation it was just a networking group and i was dating a woman they the other women thought that i shouldn't be dating that woman and for that point on i got treated differently and they pretty much dismissed that other woman in the group and that other woman left. So it's a huge risk. And to me, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So you just find other ways to find your shit somewhere else. <laughs> okay, find your shit somewhere else. It's not even worth it. You're always going to be the perpetrator as well. They're going to put the blame on you. So just find your shit, other, shit somewhere else. All right, Strife Excel. Oh, he says witchcrafts in the medical industry as well. Hospital symbols is two snakes into a Ouroboros. I can't pronounce that, meaning eternal. This is why they treat you, not heal you. Woo. Yeah, man. Yeah, brother. I'm going to tell you, man, witchcraft is very much in, the, in our society. We got to remember, man, the Christianity didn't start to spread until historically. Certainly in our newfound land, 
not until, you know, the people came over and they wanted to practice their religion. But Christianity wasn't a worldwide religion until certainly the 1200s, but into the 1600s with the expansion into the new world. All right. And the conquistadors and the crusaders and the white man. (laughs) Anyway. All right, it definitely is. So you got to remember, people didn't even know about no Lord. As a matter of fact, the Polynesians knew nothing about the Lord for a long time, not until the 1900s. And the Mormons and the Christians going into the Polynesian areas and giving them Jesus. (laughs) All right, right, it's crazy. Uh, Also with gunpowder, gunpowder helped as well, and swords. Gunpowders and swords. But if you look at the expansion of Christianity, it did not take off initially for a a century or two, a century and a half. It did not take off. There's a great video that will show you. It was a slow growth until gunpowder and shit like that. (laughs) Gunpowder certainly helped. The Lord spread its wings. Uh, Let's continue before I offend the Christian. Horses and gunpowders. And chopping off heads certainly led to an expansion of Christ. Shout out to the Christians. But until then, there was witchcraft. <laughs> Let's, all right, y'all mad as hell, but I'm letting you know. Conquistadors were responsible for this shit. All right, shout out to JC says, at his age, that pain can make you delete someone over easily. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And he might take someone out because he life in prison is only a couple of years. JC says, coach, I'm sure he can do well at the post-grad Juco. 100%. All right. Uh, The dictator says, sorry to let you down, coach, but I would risk it all for that semi-pog. All right. Don't let her get hired at my warehouse. Are you talking about this young lady here, the basketball player? Where's she at? The basketball player? Yeah, she nice. She nice. Oh, wait a minute. She nice, I, you know, but not my job, not my job. I'm not trying to get my job. I mean, I would have to tell her, man, you off the team. I would kick her off the team. All right, what do we have here? Just a guy says the uh, Schrodinger feminism. Schroeder, Schroeder, I can't pronounce it. Schrodinger's feminism. A woman is simultaneously a victim and empowered until something happens. Then she can choose which state benefits her the most so i never knew that there was a phrase for this but it's absolutely right this is to me the 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 despicable thing about it because what they're saying is in the situation of the young lady she can just choose if she's a victim or not and normally when she says she's a victim is when they get caught right until then she can say i didn't have any choice and i felt but we all um schrodinger schrodinger's Here's here's how it works. It, uh, again, a lot of people who are not in the world, in the flesh, a lot of people aren't having sex out here, even married people. So they look at kind of, wow, and he, he, put, he put his outsides in her insides. I can't believe that. He should have known, right? I'm pretty sure when cheeks were getting clapped, she was fully engaged in the cheek clapping. Like, she was not a hostage. She will then say, I didn't know. I was confused, and he should have known. He had a power dynamic. I don't understand that. That just doesn't make sense. That's her picking where she's a victim. 
But when cheeks were getting clapped, she was actively leaking and she probably was slobbing on. She was into it. This is not. It's not that hard to figure out. So you have to look at her and say, young lady, was this the first time you got your cheeks clapped by anybody? You're going to find out the answer is probably no. So you knew what you were doing with your equipment. You knew what you were doing. You progressed the relationship. Did you have fun? Did you bust nuts? Did you take seed? Did you swallow suck seed? Yeah. Well, come on, man. <laughs> come on, bro. Well, there was a power dynamic. Yeah, I get all that. And he got fired. He got fired. I don't think he's coaching anywhere. Let me see if he's coaching somewhere. <laughs> she was taking it from position to position, but then all of a sudden, well, my rights and my civil rights. Come on, man. This is not even true. Okay, his name all in the internet here. Let me see if he's coaching anywhere. He's probably getting fired today. Uh, let me see. Looks like there's a there's a there's a man coaching with his name, but I don't think that's the same coach. All right, that's a different coach. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah, he lost his job. What 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 else? What else needs to happen? He lost his job. Uh oh. Oh, he is coaching somewhere. <laughs> oh, shit. Let me see. Oh, that part of his resume is off the, they, they don't mention. Yeah, he is coaching somewhere else. Uh, is this an old, is this an old roster? Let me see something. Mm. Okay, he's not coaching anywhere. Yeah, he's not coaching nowhere. He lost his job. What the fuck? I mean, come on. He lost his job. She's trying to be like, well, they slut shame you. Well, it is what it is. They knew who you were doing. But anyway, everybody's responsible. Shout out to Kyle McPherson says, first time donating. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. First time, long time. Yeah, he got a, he probably a personal trainer now. <laughs> he probably work. He probably selling insurance right now. What's the big, come on, bro. Probably selling insurance. And he learned the hard way. Don't eat where you shit. Don't shit where you eat. Kayla says, I'm not going to deny that women love sex, but I do have to ask if women love sex, why don't they have sex with every man they come in contact with? At least men once, at least men once married women to get sex. I'm not sure what that last statement is, but do you have sex with everybody you have come in contact with? No. You guys got to remember, man, women know that there's an inherent risk of sex, even when they like it. So they can't just have sex with anyone because they can get pregnant. All right. Or they can catch a HIV. All right. There it is right there. A couple more. Zero fallout says the milkman, mailman and other men was a saying before me and coach were born. Women have been wilding for ages. They have been wilding for ages. I've been wanting to say, if you're listening to me, gentlemen, and what Kaylin's talking about. Women have been non-monogamous for a long time. Women have been non-monogamous for a long time. Now you're starting to learn that women cheat more than men. And I've been saying that for a long time. Now you have women saying it. The data will even show this. But women have been, you know, uh, you know the feminists will tell you, feminist talking points, that men have gone through great lengths to prevent women from being sexually indiscriminate. Just about everything. Today, those same things that we that people used, we no longer 
have them at our um at we no longer have the ability to use them. For instance, slut shaming or uh body count doesn't matter. Scarlet letter, chastity belts, locking the girl up in the top of the fucking castle, <laughs> right? Making them ugly. Um, making sure you keep your daughters pure, right? Father owns daughter. You know, ownership of women, meaning responsibility over women. Men have gone through great shaming, women shaming women, men shaming women. Any of these type of shit, those things are all gone now. So that now you're seeing what happens as a result. And what people don't understand. Yep, chaperones, never letting a woman go outside. Don't let your wife go outside. Don't let women work away from home. Um, thou shall not, thou shall not, um, damn, I can't, um, let me see here. I'm thinking I've lost the, I've lost the commandment. Uh, thou shall not, um, anyway, your neighbor's wife, covet thy neighbor's wife. Um, naming women home wreckers, meaning putting the accountability on the woman. There's a lot of things that people have used to prevent women. Now we don't do it no more. Now we don't do almost any of these things. And guess what? Because people did this, they knew the fallout would be something that we're experiencing today. And I'm going to say this. The patriarchy was right. The patriarchy was right. What we don't understand now is that now that there's no rules and women are empowered by this activity and then simultaneously Schrodinger's feminism they can be a victim what they don't understand is the adverse effects of promiscuity in women not necessarily men but there's a case for that the the adverse effects of promiscuity in men is that there's it's spread in unhealthy sexual activity right the that that women can start off being led into promiscuity, and then it goes off the rail, meaning that they cannot be mar- marriageable. They cannot pair bond. Then there's sexually transmitted disease. We're in the midst of simultaneously female sexual empowerment and the highest sexual transmitted diseases in history. Okay? In history. Then the society collapses. Then you don't have community. And then you have women ho-hopping, and nobody, and then you have hypergamy running rampant. So yes, it's empowerment for the women, but there's adverse effects. High single mother rate. Women that want hit the wall and want to get married late into their lives, middle to late into their lives. So people probably have figured this out since the cavemen, since the people of Shaka Zulu, since people in the early villages of Africa, since the Chinese. They figured out a long time ago, the early Chinese empire. They figured out a long time ago, we cannot let this happen because you cannot recover from this. You're eventually going to have your whole area implode if you have female promiscuity. That's going to be one of the things you got to clamp down on. Now, it's going to seem very oppressive for the women. And women that don't lack this knowledge will just look at this as oppression. Oh, you're oppressing us. You're shaming me. But the reality is, look at the adverse effects. And they're all, it's undeniable at this point. It's absolutely undeniable, the adverse effects. And you can connect them. Yes, there is a correlation from one to the other. There's a direct correlation between female empowerment and the women can't get married. The women can't find a spouse. 
hypergamy rampant, sexually transmitted disease, lack of pair bonding, single mother rates. It's direct correlation. Mm. You know, they can be mad all they want, but it is what it is. Chris Abney says 10% will always hate you. 20% will always love you. 70% are waiting to see how you respond to the 30%. Shout out to you. Yes, indeed. Indeed, and I got a couple cash apps, and I'm going to get it going. Loud pockets. I gave up the coach gang for Lent. Be back soon. We'll see you. We'll be here. Monte says, Coach, I'm not a hater. I love you. Shout out to you. Indeed. Chance says, feed them long enough, and they start to look like you. <laughs> That's truth. Feed them long enough, and they start to look like you. John Down says, Juco appreciate." Touching, starting at, he says right here, appreciate touching, starts at $3.85. Okay, shout out to you. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Uh, the ethical slut, speaking of female promiscuity, <laughs> this is an example of marrying women that have had a s- extremely um, either trauma or a big sexual past. All right, so we're going to take you to this woman here. All right, um, this is feminism, right? Um, so there she is right there. We have a married woman here. She's uh, wrote a book called The Ethical Slut. She's 51 years old. And she first delved into polyamory in 2008 after she and her husband were married for nearly nine years. So we got a pivot. We got a bait and switch, right? So she got what she wanted out of the marriage. She got the safety security. And then she's like, let's open this shit up. All right, and uh, the bait and switch. If he says no, then he gets divorced, grape the kingdom come. All right. Um, but this is kind of something that you have to worry about with promiscuity the way it is with, with sexual empowerment. So, you know, women that's going to be out here experiencing things before you show up. And then when you show up, you're married to her for five, six, seven, eight years, and she gets bored. Now she wants to say, mm, I want to swing. I want to have this. And because she knows it's out there, she will, she will miss it. She will miss the streets. Yeah. In these streets. Park Slope mom, Molly Roden Winter, reveals the ups and downs of open marriage in racy new memoir, I'm Not a Pearl Clutcher. Okay, this is a recent article as of this week. From the secret, secret swirls of lust and a mother's guilt to navigate the world of an open marriage, one Park Slope mom, is bearing it all in a new memoir. Molly Roden, winter, 51 years old, first delved into polyamory in 2008 after a meeting a man named Matt in a bar after a hard day. When all she felt her, wait, when all she felt her life was whittling down to being a wiper of noses, the doer of dishes, and the nag of residence, she revealed in her book, More dot, dot, a memoir of open marriage. All right, so (laughs) just to clear that up, what she's saying is, I'm not happy. (laughs) Okay. All right. So she wasn't happy. She got motherhood, and all I do is wipe noses, do dishes, and I nag my husband. And I went to a bar, and I met, a Chad. I went to a bar and met a Chad. All right, so girls' nights out, 
led to this. This is what she's saying. She's married. How does she end up in a bar? But I went to, I had a hard day and I was upset. I wasn't happy. I wasn't in a good space. I'm not happy. <laughs> and yes, wiping those at 51, which tells you feminist. She got married late in the game. You're wiping noses at 51, right? Oh, I got married late. This is again. She got married when she was probably 35, 40, 41. She experienced it and she's like, I'm done with it. What else did she say? The English teacher, a teacher, and husband, Stuart, to whom she dedicated her book, opened up their nine-year marriage after Winter came home that fateful night after meeting Matt and telling the composer about her flirtatious evening. Quite to her surprise, Stuart encouraged her to go for the young man, and in return, he asked to sleep with his ex, thus beginning their long tale of polyamory, including all the bad sex, jealousy, couples, therapy, and finally, when the children found out. Okay, here we go. She opened her memoir with the moment her eldest son, Daniel, then 13, found her father's online dating profile and called Roden Winter while she was in Houston to tell her that his father was cheating. And, quote, dad and I are very happy together and we're always honest with each other, she told her son in the memoir. He tells me everything and I tell him everything. So there goes the children right there. So she got a 13-year-old, um, uh, and this was six years ago. So, again, this woman was four, in her mid-40s with these teenagers, okay? Early teenagers. It was at that moment she, had a dread, uh, she was dreading for years, but one that probably left her son in more shock, and he had never once thought his mother was having relations with other men. And quote from the son, wait, you do it too? Her son son replied. Part of the reason she wrote the memoir was because she was tired of the old age old idea that mothers are not and should not be sexual beings. Caitlin, this is for you. We expect mothers to be selfless. All right, hold on for a second. Let's give her some music here. We expect mothers to be selfless and selfless is often thought as the opposite of selfish but i want to make a new world self full that's a new word you should have a full self (laughs) you shouldn't have to give up yourself to be a mother i don't think that's helpful to children either wow oh my goodness all right i gotta read that again sorry for the reading We expect mothers to be selfless, and selfless is often thought as the opposite of selfish. But I want to make a new word, which is self-full. You should have a full self and a full peace leave. You shouldn't have to give up yourself to be a mother. I don't think that's helpful to the children either. Woo-wee, Ninja. New, 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 New world order. Oh, man. In fact, she told the media outlet that her goal was to raise her 19 and 21-year-old sons to recognize that moms are individuals with desires. Man, hey, man, witchcraft is real, bro. Witchcraft is real. Y'all want to get married? Y'all sure you want to marry these new women? 
Y'all sure y'all want to marry these new women? They out here in these cotton-picking streets. You're not getting them from. She's sitting up here like this, where she's out like this. I'm going to the streets. End of story. She, they, the streets are calling them. They, they turning all the Lord's work upside down. Boy, good luck. A different, it says right here, a different mother might clutch their pearls, but I'm not a pearl clutcher. I think they feel safe talking to me about real things without judgment or fear. Again, uh, I think the second book is not hers, but the first book is hers. More, a memoir of open marriage. And we got the birds and the bees. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, if, if men came up, uh-oh, there's the husband. There's the husband right there. If men came up with this shit, they'd be called all kind of dogs. All right, all kind of dogs. You're a jerk. How dare you? You're despicable. Oh, you're nasty. How dare you? you got a dirty Johnson. But no, when women come up with it, they find a way to, oh, okay. And then they make him out to be a hero. Oh, you're such a strong man. You're a wonderful guy. And it's ethical. And it's clean. And it's pure. And it's, you know, love surging. They find a way to justify it when the women come up with it. Now, men have been cheating on their wives for a long time. Oh, well, you know, I'm being self-full. No, you're being selfish. Okay, I don't know if I can continue reading this. All right, she also recognized her privilege as polyamory has often been written off as something for the rich and said she stands with nothing to lose. Okay, uh, there's a book coming out and all this shit. Stewart quick to, uh, to look uh, to date quickly. Okay, let me see here. Let me see if I can get to this part. Ah, here it is. Uh, but since its release in January, many have branded her memoir sad, saying that mothers of two has spent most of her time crying and struggling to cope with her husband's romping around with other women, especially his ex-girlfriend. The thought of them together makes me feel like I've fallen to the bottom of a well. Roden once wrote about the time her husband asked to sleep with his ex after encourage her, encouraging her to uh, pursue Matt. All right, so sorry about the reading here. But it, it, it sounds like she came up first. Women are, women are very, very easy. She came to him. And said, I was at the bar. A guy was flirting with me. He made me feel young. He told me things you haven't told me in a long time. And he made me feel like my peace leave was wet. So she's the one that came to him. Then he said, bitch, if you're going to do that, I'm a bone. I'm going to go bone other chicks too. And then she was like, what? How dare you? Now she was jealous. Again, she's the one came up with this shit. She's the one opened it up. And then when she found out, oh, you got feelings for your ex, then she wanted to act like she was sad. These people are something else, man. I tell you, man, this is why I can't let women in my life. They just so goddamn, they, they, they out of their mind. She told him she wasn't sure and couldn't look at him in fear that she would burst out in tears. Eventually, she told him he could, but questioned doesn't he know I'm lying, doesn't he? Stewart took the dating quickly and told the New York Times that he saw it like a salad bar. <laughs> okay. He went out real quick. All right. And he started boning lots of chicks. And despite Roden Winter's love of polyamory now, 
She wasn't always satisfied with it, recounting in her memoir about bad sex, jealousy, and men asking to meet at a pay-by-the-hour motel. Man, these people are full of shit. What did you think was going to happen? You was going to have passionate intimacy? No, no. You come out here in these streets, you're going to get selfish men skeeted on you're gonna get men like okay hurry up pay by the hour you're gonna get treated like a hooker that's how that's what's happening to single women she thought she was gonna get another romance and then monkey branch to that guy but instead she got sent to the momo like a like a common street piece of meat (laughs) okay what's going on out here these guys are treating me like me and then guess what the husband went and clapping cheeks At one point, she was so dissatisfied that it landed her and Stewart in couples therapy where she begged him to end the open relationship. (laughs) Yeah, you know what happened? You know what happened? She thought that she was going to be the one getting her cheeks clapped. And he was just going to sit there and take it. But he was like, okay. And he, I've been telling you, the, the way you get around open relationships is you get more pussy than she getting out here filleted. And then you make her look, oh, you wanted this. And you be out here beating up peacefully, be at the JUCO. And you get a woman that's 15 years younger than her, maybe 20, and you start throttling these hoes. And then now she's like, oh, end it. Oh, <laughs> he was winning. And now she wanted to change the rules. Bitch, you don't want to change the rules. So this ninja went to the Juco. It's getting some fine piece of calico. And she was like, huh? You getting young broads, huh? You're not beating up sloppy yogurt? He's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting some young piece of calico. And he ain't bringing um, no salami back to her. She's like, uh, you want to have some of mine? He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm beating up so much peace leave. It's ridiculous out here. <laughs> this ninja went right to the Juco. All right. No, nah, man, you can't do it no more. I'm telling you, women in your life bring confusion and shit, bro. They, they bring confusion. All right. So it says right here, she had screamed at him that if he wanted to protect her, he'd stop making me do this. All right. And then she sent them right to couples therapy where she could get the referee. Unbelievable, guys. You guys got to watch out for these creatures, man. These creatures are wild in the head. They, 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 they don't know what they want. And that's the main thing I've been telling y'all. They don't know what they want. If you're dealing with women, just know one thing and one thing is true. They don't know what they want. They going to say what they want, but they want it in the moment because it feels good. But then she want to change the rules. They don't know what they want. Just tell them what they going to get. Or don't deal with them. Really, don't deal with them. But in, if you're dealing with them, just tell them what they going to get. And say, if you don't want it, kick rocks. <laughs> right? And let them go play the victim as long as you protected yourself. These people are goofy. Main event. Now she turned into the victim after she said she was out at the bar. Meeting the ninja. And then I guess she lied about it. I don't know what she was doing out here. She was, oh, my Lord. Main event. I can't deal with these people, man. 
selfish bullshit. And now your marriage is destroyed because she wanted to come in there and try to get some attention. Main event. I was love bombed on hinge by a Tesla driving realtor. Then he swindled me out of my life savings. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here we go right here. Is this the one? I guess there's a video here. This probably just has music in the background. It does. All right. So we can't play the video here. All right. There's no story. But there's the woman there. Allegedly the woman. I mean, she looking a little manly in the face there. She looking long. Why the long face? Oh, man. I can't tell. But uh, everybody's heard of this story down here. The Tinder Swindler. So we did a quite a stream on this one right here. This gentleman here. Uh, the Tinder Swindler who went from coast to coast, not able to set his foot down on air uh, uh, traveling by. Luxury jet, finessing women, um, Nordic women, Swedish women, women in Europe like crazy. He was the modern-day Casanova, and uh, it landed him in jail for a little bit, but I don't think he's in jail now. But in situations in dating, this is how it works. If men lose money in dating, in marriage, and, and whatever, it's no big deal. When women finesse men by dating and uh, in dates, it's no big deal. You're supposed to think the next woman is not going to do it. I'm not going to finesse you on a date, and then she finesses you on a date. Well, it's start $300. It's your loss. Chalk it up. When women finesse men in the family court and child support court like that attorney where he's spent 51 years believing or 45 years or 40 years believing that his children are his, ah, whatever. You don't feel bad. It is what it is. But when men do the same thing to women, there's a victim story. Okay, can't chalk it up to the game. She ends up in court suing your monkey ass. And that's what happened in this case. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about it here. There's lawsuits and there's victims and portrayal. When your ass got finessed by probably dating out of, out, out of your league. So let's take a look at the woman. This is why hypergamy is something that, you know, men sought to control for a long time. But there's the, there's the woman, alleged woman there. And here's the guy. There's the guy. So you got must we call him Giga Chad. Here's Giga Chad, muscular, tall, just like the other Christian woman. The guy's got a good haircut, hair full of hair. He's ripped. He's, you know what I mean? He's got it. He's got the look. And there she is thinking, I deserve this. I deserve a guy like this. This guy's the one I've been waiting for. And she made it work. And claims to be the victim. Story says, he was my perfect match. Yep. Then he swindled me out of $71,640, my entire life savings. Now I'm suing him for fraud. There you go. When I matched on Hinge with Rob Harris, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, 30-year-old real estate agent who worked at Real Brokerage last April, he love-bombed me. I'm curious as to what her age is. I'm pretty sure she's older than him. So it's his fault. He love-bombed me. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. He was a real estate agent from New Jersey, like me. He was funny, witty. We cracked jokes. He was lighthearted, a family guy who loved dogs, charming, and an entrepreneur. Now, I'm gonna, I have to inject my teachings here. What you're experiencing is what I've always warned you about. If a man or a female, a male or a female, are good at dating, it should be a red flag. Never think, oh, wow, from the woman's perspective, 
He's so charming and winning, and he knew what to do. He reserved this, and he was there. He pulled out my chair. He he put coats over puddles. He opened doors. He had it down to a per. He made me laugh and giggle and sniggle. He made me feel yummy inside. He didn't even do any touching. He didn't break the touch barrier. He was perfect. That's a red flag. It's a red flag. If a woman's good at dating, and she knows what to do and how to order and do this, and she ain't nervous, and she just... This is a red flag. People should not be good at dating. Dating is just something that stems from prostitution. If you're good at it and you're comfortable and you're indifferent and you cannot be impressed, this is a red flag. So if a woman's constantly like, well, you need to do something different and and you need to be adventurous. And if you're requiring that on a date, you've been dating way too long. If you just can't go grab some tacos on Taco Tuesday, You've been dating for too long. So he's a professional dater. And it was perfect. He did everything right. And he had the dog and all of that shit. He cracked jokes. He was just indifferent. So many commercials here. It says right here, his prompt that got me to message him on Hinge was, quote, I'll fall in love with you if you make me laugh. I responded, that won't be a problem. I sent to my number and we continued the conversation, a.k.a. she chased him. The chemistry was instant and eventually we talked about moving to Miami and putting an offer on a condo. That was fast. Mm. <laughs> like, that's very fast. We were talking um, all day nonstop about our jobs in real estate, about silly nostalgic things like SpongeBob I looked him up to make sure he was a real estate agent and that checked out. So her spy program was good. We always tell you they spy on you. He told me personal things about his life. He said, quote, a few girls I I was talking to uh, were taken aback by this, but I need to tell you about a year ago, I was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, a thickening heart wall. That's probably the result of the pokey poke new 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 world order just so you know some days i'm able to get up and go and other days i feel so exhausted because i could be sitting still and my heart is pumping 150 beats per minute so what is he doing here i'm going to tell you what he's doing here for those who don't know it's pretty obviously it's fairly obvious um what he's doing is he's establishing he's establishing that he's not always available All right, and that's all he's doing. So he can simply say that I'm not feeling up to it. My energy's low. My get up and go is not there. So that if she does say, can I see you tonight? Oh, no, baby, I I just don't have the energy. I just don't have the, the, the get up and go. My cardiomyopathy is just acting up. All right, and I need some time to rest. So what he's doing is creating a space to fuck other women. That's basically what's happening. And he's garnering sympathy, right? So so then he can use both of them against him. Well, she's certainly not going to press him if he's saying that he's sick. Oh, maybe he's sick. All right, and and I'm not going to think he's a cheater. He just, his cardiomyopathy getting on him right there. All right, and, and so then she won't press him. All right, there he is. Uh-oh, did he send it right here? Okay. All right, so he took the poke and got thickening, allegedly got thickening of the heart walls, and there he is in the hospital. All right, he's in the hospital. <laughs> Look at this ninja. Looking like a reject, color me bad ninja. All right, shout out to Giga Chad. My grandmother had something similar, 
and I wasn't going to write him off because of a heart issue. He was helping pay his mortgage or his mom's mortgage and taking care of things for his family because his stepdad was having a serious back injury, he told me. I thought, that's really honorable. He stepped up to the plate as a man, as the other man in the family. Wow. Wow. All right, so he's laying it on thick. So he's also saying I don't, I'm stretched financially thin because I'm taking care of my mother. We set a time to meet. Bruh, they haven't even met yet. They haven't even met? And they're talking about moving to Miami? Okay. We set a time to meet. He was going to drive into the city. Then at 7 p.m. that night, I got an audio message saying, Christina, I'm Phil, I'm really sorry. Something is going on at the hospital. I need to make sure my stepdad is okay. I'm really sorry. I do see a future here. Please don't be mad. She deserved everything she got. Quote, I can't be the a-hole and get mad at that. I also had compassion for him in this situation because my mother had breast cancer, kidney cancer, and a form of bone marrow cancer in a span of three years. I had to make a lot of concessions in my life. It was easy for us to connect on that level. Okay. He was sending me NYU sites for surgery and everything he was saying was checking out. She deserved what she got. All right, there's him with his dog. Shout out to him, brother. <laughs> he laying it all right here. City boys, wild. In May, we finally went out for our first date. When we met, he opened the car door of his Tesla Model 3 for me. I thought, what a gentleman. We went to catch steak and Chelsea. He was a very nice dresser, wore a black T-shirt and gray jeans with a designer watch. She's paying attention. He came off as very sweet, nurturing guy. When I met him in person, I was like, he's not just good over the phone or over text. He's handsome, and we had a good conversation. All right, where's the finesse in that? Let's get to that shit. All right, come on, man. We didn't care about all that shit. All right. Uh, it says on that day, he said to me that he planned to move to Florida in October. Okay. And if it goes well, um, is this something you're open to? I said, it's funny because I have family down there. My best friend is down there and I go back and forth. All right. I was in the process of getting my Florida real estate license. All right. And this is sync, uh, synchronicity. Okay. Or kismet, I suppose. Our first kiss was electric. We talked until 3 a.m. that night. He sent me an audio message that said, I think I met the love of my life. Damn. Well, she was definitely fascinated by his look. The next month, he invited me to a friend's birthday dinner. We were approaching the place, and he said, I don't want to go. I just wanted to spend time with you. I haven't seen you. We were right in front of the restaurant. I thought it was a little weird, but we went for uh, dinner blocks from the place. He didn't have any pictures on social media because he said he wanted to keep our life private because when too many people know your business, it ruins a good thing. Damn, she getting finessed. She getting finessed. On August 10th, he asked me to Venmo him $501 to test if his Venmo works and promised to repay me. Sheesh, this can't be real, brothers. Is this real? <laughs> Take a look at long flat back Kaylee here. Pale Kaylee, too. Wednesday Adams looking Kaylee. <sighs> Shortly after, we went to Miami where he stayed at the W Hotel in Brickell. We were both applying for our real estate license in Florida. He told me we're going to have a future together. 
He was putting in an offer in a condo in Aventura or Adventure in Florida and told me he stayed in Miami to work on building his real estate network. Okay, going down here. On August 21st, he asked me for $1,300 to pay for a yacht, char- a yacht charter in a restaurant to help him build a real estate network in Miami, which isn't out of the ordinary to spend on marketing. He told me he didn't want to show the lender how much he was spending while he was making an offer on a condo, which all added up. Then he asked me for $5,000 for an Airbnb and said he would pay me back. Has he paid back the other ones? He even sent me a statement in his bank that showed $720,000 in the bank. He promised to give me $10,000 in cash the next time we saw each other. I was getting nervous because my savings started to dwindle. Then he dropped the bombshell on me saying he owed oh he owned a house with his ex-girlfriend when they broke up things got really hairy and at one point the police were called he said and she was going to press charges okay so here we go right here this can't be real so there it is rob harris on october 7th i need you to apple pay me five thousand dollars i lost all my shit i'll call you and tell you what's going on later i haven't been able to contact anyone just know i'm okay all right so there it is right here effed up situation Okay, all right, that's the Airbnb. That's the $5,000 for the Airbnb. City boys up. There she is right there. Uh, And this horse-faced woman thought she actually had a chance. And what this is, is hypergamy on steroids. So we talk about it. The guy seemed to be good to be true. And she's like, I'm a lucky girl. And this is how you get caught in these type of finesses. This happens to men all the time. Let's go down. Go down right here. Uh, Then an hour before I was supposed to leave to fly to Florida, I got a text from him saying, Houston, we have a problem. He didn't answer the phone. I'm texting you. I'm texting him nonstop. He sent me this long text message just saying, apparently, that things with this ex was never cleared up, and they had arrested him. I said, why do you still have your phone? What uh, What do I do? He said he needed bail. He asked me for $12,000, I wired him the money. This can't be, this can't be real, brother. This, you big dummy. It turns out he was never arrested and the money went to an Airbnb. I went to the police department in October and they said, basically, what you have is credit card fraud. When I tried to serve him court docs, I found out he was living with another girl in New Jersey the whole time. She said he moved to Miami. I'm more cautious these days when it comes to dating. I'm single and haven't been on Hinge since this experience. I'm meeting people organically and through friends. She remembers the Tinder swindler, swindler story. And he, uh, yeah, he he created urgency or chaos. All right, there you go right there, man. I tell you, man. Wow. Wow. Well, gentlemen, she got what she deserved, number one, number two. If you want to learn how to run Tinder Swindler game on a woman, there you are right there. You have the exact recipe and what to say and what to use. I'm not telling you to use it, but there you go right there. Of course, she tried to sue him, but she can't find him, and he's all over the place. Number one. Number two, ladies, if it's too good to be true, don't let hypergamy get the best of you. All right, gentlemen, same thing. If it's too good to be true, don't rush in. Only fools rush in. Don't rush into a situation where you get to an attractive woman and um, then you you do 
everything for that person because I, I've been telling you, one of the secrets is a lot of men aren't experienced with attractive women and you're dealing with subpar women because that is the bulk of women. And then when you find an attractive woman, you fall head over heels and she's somewhat anticipating this. And when you have dealt with attractive women, you can be indifferent to them. Like they want you to compliment them. They want to to see how far they can take things. And oh, I'm in the bind. Oh, pay me. Oh, just please. Okay, I'll pay you back. Not even pay you back. Oh, just let me. So you got to get to the point. If, you, if you're outside of monk mode, the JUCO can help, right? The JUCO can help because what it helps is you deal with attractive women one after the next and you don't fall to simping. So that the next one you deal with, you're immune to it. Yep, you're just another attractive bitch. Congratulations. And you can deal with it appropriately. So you don't let the best them get the best of you. A lot of guys just deal with bad-looking uh, bad women. And then the first piece of peace leave that comes up that's attractive, you ready to marry her. This happens. This is a very predatory thing that happens to men. And most, most of you guys cannot handle an attractive woman. You cannot. So test yourself out. You think you deserve an attractive woman. I'm going to tell you, get one. You're going to, you can't handle it. It's a full-time job. You got to be very secure. One of the things that men advantage of, and dating coaches aren't, aren't, aren't all wrong. I have my beefs with them. But I've been telling men, you have to understand that one of the things you have to show is that you have an abundance of availability of attractive women. Because if she senses that you're the best, she's the best thing you've ever had, she's going to use that against you. And if you're a guy that wants to keep a, an attractive woman for yourself, you're going to run yourself ragged out here. You're going to run yourself ragged. She's going to turn you in side out and your insecurity is going to be seen it's going to be crazy it's going to attract her to you so she can manipulate you but she's going to use it so heavy against you it's going to be crazy so we have a phrase over here okay attractive women belong to the community this is uh i heard it from donovan sharp okay he's been saying this for a long time nines and tens belong to the community we were on Locals last week, last weekend, and a guy said, well, what do I do if I'm at the JUCO? How do I prevent a woman from seeing other men before she sees me? Brothers. You got to let that shit go. <laughs> You're you, you doing way too much managing these women. And if you show that, she's going to know how to tie your ass into a pretzel because she's anticipating it. She wants you to have it when you are absent of it and you are indifferent and you're carefree and you're laissez-faire and you be like, bitch, do what you do because I do what I do. Their insecurity is going to show up and they're going to be like, am I the only one? Well, at least am I number one? You have to do it the opposite because they're the insecure person. You should be way more secure. And be like, I can get another you faster than you can get another me. Now, that might not be true, but you got to have them believe that. To the point where they say, well, I know I ain't the only one, and you're not. Well, at least in my number one, pat them on the head. You go ahead and believe that. <laughs> All right? You go ahead and believe that. If you're not prepared for that, you're going to get tied into a knot by these women. Mm. 
They've been tying dudes in a knot since they were one years old. One. They tied their father into a knot. Then their teachers, their coaches, their stepdaddy, a hundred niggas, and then you showed up. <laughs> what? Then you showed up. And then she tried to tie you in the same knot, and you're like sitting there looking at her like, mm-hmm. And she looking like, yeah. Crazy, crazy. I always say here, as long as you're with me and I'm with you, that's all you have to worry about. That's the only time you have to worry about me when I'm with you. And the only time I worry about you is when you're with me. Other than that, I don't think about you. (laughs) I don't think about you. You do you. They're going to love this. Women love this. They'd be like, oh, good. Because as much as they like to manipulate men, they cannot stand an insecure man. It dries their peace leave up. Where were you? And I bet you were doing this. Let me see your phone. You know that dries them up. That dries them up. Now, they can still use your ass. But when you tell them, do you, boo? Because I'm doing me? (laughs) Okay. What, man? You out here cucking, coach? You out here tricking. Man, I don't own you. I don't own you. You ain't mine. You do what you do out here. And if you ever see me, out here in these streets with another woman, just look at me, do like this, and keep it moving. Because you're going to see me out here with another woman. You're going to see me out here with another woman. you definitely going to see me out here in Las Vegas. <laughs> Somebody said, this is why STD spread. He said, this is why STD spread. Shit, Ninja, what? STD spread from female promiscuity. You see me out here with another woman and we out here and she next to me and she rubbing her hands through my beard. Ninja, you better go ahead and keep it walking. Don't stop. Don't say, who is this? Don't say hi. I see what you're doing. Just keep it moving because that's what I'm going to look at you. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to call security over if you act a fool. Just look at me and say, hi, daddy. Damn, daddy. (laughs) Yep, don't outburst. Don't do, bruh. But when you do that, they're going to eat that shit up first. They're going to be like, oh, good. He ain't after me. He ain't looking after me. He ain't texting me every night. He ain't asking me what I did. You're not showing your insecurity. And their insecurity after a while going to be raging. <laughs> here we go right here. But, you got, but you, got to, you got to be able to experience it first, man. Don't fall in love with a woman's beauty. Again, don't trust a big butt and a smile. Don't trust a big button to smile, brothers. They done told you, man. These women out here are poison. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up, ninja. Put your, you don't have to go raw in all these women. Wrap up your prick. <laughs> That's how STDs are spreading out here. What you want me to do? Well, I'll, I'll not partake in the, I'm going to partake. <laughs> Uh, anyway, join me on locals because we act a fool out here. We act a fool on locals. But I'm always non-committal. I tell them up front I'm non-monogamous. Just tell them what it is and don't lie. Wear your condoms. Don't bust inside of these women. And be discriminate who you're dealing with. Be very discriminate. Like have standards. Have standards. 
anyway, and get some experience. I believe men should be experienced with women before they settle down. I know a lot of people don't believe this. The Christians are going crazy. The Christians are going crazy. But I believe that men should be ex- more experienced with women than, than, the, than the opposite. That's just my opinion. But in today's world, women are more experienced than men. And this is creating a fucked up situation because she's going to know how to do things that you haven't experienced. She's going to drop that neck on you. She's going to swallow your seed, and it's going to be the first time she succeeds any remnants or DNA from you. Your toes are going to curl. Your arches are going to cramp. Your whole muscular development is going to contract massively. Your eyes going to roll in the back of your head. She's going to swallow all of that succeed and lay right now next to you, and you're going to go crazy. All right, you're the one. <laughs> you're the one. You're my girl. You're one above everybody else. I'm marrying you. Ninja going to go right down to the courthouse. You my wife. You're going to buy her a house, a car. You're going to start putting babies in her. Ninja, you going right down to the chapel of love. Now, you ain't, you ain't the first one she's done that with. She's done that with a couple of ninjas. It ain't her first time. That ain't her first rodeo. But for you, it's yours. And you're going to march her right down the fucking aisle. <laughs> right quick. And you're going to put a ring on that chick. And she's going to hear wedding bells ringing. And all she had to do was succeed. That's all she had to do. Gone. And you ain't done no, you ain't done no, uh, you ain't done no research on her. You haven't investigated her. <laughs> yes, indeed. And the whole time she's been doing it with Mad Men. So this is where we are today. I believe that men should be far more experienced than women so that it prevents you from making foolish decisions with, with women. Much of what men are frustrated by is that they're not experienced. That's where their frustration lies. And they're, they can clearly see these women are experienced today. So really, they're like, I'm in monk mode, and I give up, and it's over, and I can't ever catch up. Well, there's ways you can do it. There's ways you can do it, but you refuse to. So you're trying to find, you know, you're, you're working way too hard for it. <laughs> you're working way, in my opinion, men are working way too hard. I hear in all this advice, no, nah, man, you know, get off the dating apps, and, you know, you should be out in public, and you should... I'm telling you, I, I believe, I believe, I understand. I understand the plight of men. But you guys are working way too hard for these women in America, American women. Like, they're making you jump through hoops and hurdles, ninja walking up, cold approaching them, ninja talking to them, so they can have a what you believe is a intimate relationship. You're, you want an intimate relationship, meaning that you want it to be special. You want it to be important. You want her to like you. You want her to honestly like you. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> it's not going to be the case the majority of the time. 
It's not going to be the case the majority of the time. And any women out here that want to deny this, let's go back to all the women, all the men you let throttle that punani. Did you like him? Did you love him? Now, there's a rare few women are going to say, yes, every single guy. Did you love him? Or were you having fun? Were you drunk? Were you, hey, this is an attractive guy. This is my only opportunity. Uh, were you scarcity? Were you in a scarcity position? Were you down bad? Right? Were you down bad? Were, were you doing a rebound? I mean, there's a whole situation where a woman can be intimate in a matter of 15 minutes. But dudes are looking for fairy tales. And you believe that it takes some sort of, mm, shout out to the Christians. All right? For the people who want it to be done the right way. I'm not preaching this message. I'm amoral and immoral. But if, if you want to do that, fine. Good luck out here. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, somebody says you are better off alone. If that's where you want to be in, like, I don't want to participate in this debauchery and you just want to be off and remove yourself, have at it. But there are a lot of men that are coming across more feminine where they're like, I only want to be with somebody if she likes me. Which to me, it's like weird. It's weird. <laughs> she got to like me. And she's got to really want to be with me. Like, that's what women used to say in the 90s. Y'all sound like women to me. Right? Y'all sound like women. That's, some, that's something women would say in the 90s. I want it to be special. And I want rose petals. And I want them to care for me. And I want them to say I love you. And not women today ain't doing that shit. They out here giving away peace leave and taking it up to Duke shoot just for fun. Not all women, but they doing it. <laughs> that's not like what women will say. Well, don't give with these women that's trying to finesse you and, and make you pay. And don't give with the, go with the women that like you. Like they, when you walk up to them, they want you to, they want to be with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. Oh man. I'm like, huh? Y'all sound like some women, bruh. Anyway, <laughs> and she wants to be with you, and she wants to give you the number, and then she wants to hook up with you, and then she wants to, and then what are you going to do next? Then you proceed to pump and dump that woman. Then you on to the next woman. So the woman liked you. You took advantage of it. You felt good. And then you pumped and dumped her. You went to another woman. Like, come on, brothers. Y'all need to stop the bullshit. Y'all need to stop the bullshit. Like, this ain't even a fair game at this particular point. But shout, shout out to the love guys. Flex says, very convenient. Witches never use witchcraft for a job when the lottery, family wealth, overhaul of political party, or grow hair. It only works on men. Indeed. I guess men are manipulatable, I suppose. But yes, the magic can't be used on that. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for witches, man. We're going to do a witchcraft stream this week. Somebody says, uh, <laughs> the three signs she likes you. Yeah. Gen genuine burning desire. At the same time, they also spin in plates. Like, what are you guys doing? 
you're creating a legacy of women that like you and then dropping them and playing games on them. I, I, it's quite a confusing thing. It's quite a confusing thing as to what are you trying to accomplish? You want eight women in your rotation that's just pining for you? I like you. I want you. You're the guy for me, cheerleading for you, and then you're just playing around on them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is this healthy? Now, we're not all doing healthy things, but is this what you want? How many? Okay, let me, let me do this, because how, how much time do I have? I'm just bullshitting. How many women have you done this with? My, here's, the, here's the question. <laughs> how many women have you done that with? I'm going to ask you. And how many women are you with today? Mm. Like, what are you doing? Like, you see what you're creating. You're just constantly trying to, and then getting women off your plate. Oh, she liked me. Fuck that bitch. All right, I got her. I boned her. Okay, yeah, next. All right, spin these plates over there. Okay, this woman likes me, and this woman likes me, and she likes me, and she likes me, and then I don't like her, and F her, and she don't get nothing from me. She don't get nothing in my hard dick and bubble gum. <laughs> like, now what? Like, what, what are y'all doing, bro? How many of these women that liked you, liked you, are you still with and she's still with you? Well, you can, you can build a business with her and she can help you with your business. And then you can have her in uh, generally burning desire and you can spin plates on her and cheat on her. Wait, she's running your business, but you got mad bitches. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this little, yeah, little boy shit? This is some little boy wannabe Casanova shit that we've all done. I get it. But that, yeah, y'all playing a woman's game now. That Y'all doing what women doing, in my opinion. This is my opinion. Y'all doing what women doing. That ain't no manly shit. <laughs> that sound like female shit. To me, that's just to me. That sound like some what females do. <laughs> she part of the team you can start a business and then she'll help you build your business and then and then at the same time she'll build you up and then you can put credit on her car <laughs> you can put her you can put a car on her credit i'm like what <laughs> and all along she like you she down for you she your girl she don't fuck no other guys she don't she ain't never out of pocket she never look at another ninja So she's only for you. She bet not cheat on me, but I'm a rotate and spin plates on her behind her back. Mm. <laughs> oh my Lord. Like where y'all ninjas at? Please show up. Please show up with this bullshit. Do I have it right or no? Am I making it up? Am I exaggerating? Am I exaggerating? She helping you build your business and do your accounting and shit and you using her credit for your own business credit. Do I have it right? This makes you a man. This makes you the man. <laughs> this makes you the man, huh? Oh, my Lord. And if you, if you actually spend the money on her, she don't really like you. She should spend her money on you. Ninja, do you need your diaper change? Ninjas need their diaper change. You need your diaper change today, sir? 
Ninjas need their diaper change. Do you need some baby powder in your drawers, Ninja Paws? This ain't junior high school, Ninja. <laughs> this ain't junior high school. Ninja, this ain't not, this is not high school. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <sighs> Shout out to JG says, a lot of the godly females have the same issues as females in these streets. One difference I've experienced in this uh, is the ones who claim being spiritual. And um, it says right here, have many deletions and STIs, which makes them tired for sure. They deleted a lot of children in the room. I think they deleted a lot of children in the room, in the womb. Uh, spiritual women are bad. They're bad. Spiritual women are inevitably 304s. All right. They're either witches and 304s or witches and uh, 304s. Witches or 304s and witches and 304s. I think think for sure spiritual women are a red flag. Spiritual women are a red flag. Shout out to Sway Musa says, Paul, take, uh, take a man into deeper abyss. Fanny. Ebony Laris. I'm not sure what you talking about. All right. And Ram, is it Ramses or Ramesses says Reverend X these bitches for playing with that gang. Shout out to you, Reverend X and out there. We almost done. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Yeah. Cut that bitch off. Next call. Yeah. Uh, spiritual witches, you can, you're more likely to catch a STI from. You'll catch a STI from a spiritual chick all day long. Uh, but but I don't mess. I don't. Well, I would just say watch out if they say I'm not very spiritual. They, they engage in some sort of witchcraft or some shit that you that you don't know that you're disadvantaged on. Zero fallout says when men remove condoms, it's great. Yet when uh, women don't take birth control crickets, that's another example of 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 the accountability being passed on to the man no matter what. But yes, if you remove the condom, there's something that it's called. If you put the condom on and you act like you're going to uh, penetrate her with the condom and you remove it, I think they call it stealthing. Never stealth a woman. Never stealth a woman. Uh, even if you stealth them innocently, right, and the condom falls off, many men have been in this situation. I will never admit it. But stealthing does happen inadvertently where both of people are aware that the condom has slipped off the condom might be located someone somewhere inside the woman now that doesn't stop you now she certainly feels the difference you certainly feel the difference you might be quite confused you might be like hmm something feels a little bit mushy now <laughs> right you're like boy things are certainly taking on a different feeling and you continue to pump and pump and pump and she knows it, you know it, and then roar, and then you pull out, oh, boy, it slipped off. Where is it? And you got to go fish it out. She fishing it out, and you're like, I don't want to touch that shit. Involuntary stealthing. That does happen. So be careful, though, because if she is aware that, or if you make her aware, yeah, I did feel something. I thought it came off, and you finished her off. She could say that you stealthed her. But she certainly knows. Uh, women know the difference between having latex rubbing against them and not having latex rubbing against them. So they certainly know. But they'll play dumb. Women play dumb. 
Uh, let's see here. Shout out to John says, okay, I already got that. All right. Looks like we caught everybody. We caught up to everybody. So that means we have a show later on today. And I appreciate y'all for being here and, uh, uh, check out my other channels and all that stuff. Join us on locals and money mindset. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. Peace.